Welcome to the start of the September 12th, 23 EZA meeting hearing day. Um, I would like to move to enter a closed session pursuant to Virginia Code Section 2.2-3711A8 for consultation with legal counsel retained by the BZA regarding legal, legal matters requiring the provision of legal advice by such counsel specifically relating to the process for BZA setting and hearing applications and appeals and to discuss legal requirements for consent agendas and consent motions. All in favor, say aye. 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 All of those say nay. Not for that. Okay. All of those say nay. The ayes have it. Thanks everyone for waiting for us while we took care of a little business behind the scenes. Um, a couple quick motions. Um, I move that the Arlington County BZA certify to the best of each member's knowledge that one only public business matters lawfully exempted from opening meeting requirements under this chapter and two only public business matters as were identified in the motion by which the closed meeting was convened were heard, discussed or considered in the meeting by the BZA. I will now call the roll. Ms. Malice. Ms. Freshman. Hi. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. The chair votes aye. The motion passes four to zero to one abstention. Do we have any other business before we proceed with tonight's hearing? Mr. Chairman, I have a, um, I believe that Ms. members of the BZA have been given a copy of a resolution um, tonight. And I would like to move this resolution for adoption. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Abstain. Chair votes aye. The motion to pass this resolution passes on a vote of four to zero to one abstention. Mr. Chairman, and also if, if there's members of the public that wish copies of this agenda, we can furnish cop copies of the resolution. We can furnish them after the meeting. Thank you, Ms. Malice. Is there any other business to attend to before we actually start the real hearing today or the next phase of our hearing? Okay. Again, um, I would like to thank everyone for your patience while we uh, attended to some other uh, business. The September 12th, 2023 Arlington County Board of Zoning Appeals will now continue. Good evening and welcome. I am Richard Kaplan, Chair of the Board of Zoning Appeals. This board is made up of five citizens appointed by the circuit court. In addition to myself, we have Vice Chair Inta Malice, Judy Freshman, Portia Clark, and Lindsay Arthurs. Also, also present is the professional staff, including Blake Bowen, Meg Ryan, Brett Goldberg, and Brett Goldberg, because Mr. Rissi is not with us today. Mr. Rissi is not with us tonight. Thank correct. you. We thank you for being here and extend a warm welcome. To avoid disruptions, we ask that you please place your mobile devices in silent mode. Before we begin tonight's hearing, I will discuss this board's powers and the procedures for tonight's hearing. This board's powers are prescribed in the Code of Virginia and are set out in further detail in the county's zoning ordinance adopted by the county board. The Board of Zoning Appeals does not have the power to rezone property or to amend the regulations set forth in the ordinance. This authority rests solely with the county board. This board does have the authority to do three things. First, the BZA can approve use permits that allow modifications placement requirements for structures on one and two family lots where there is no option in the zoning ordinance to allow such modifications. 
In order to approve a use permit, the Arlington County, the Arlington Zoning Ordinance requires that this board find that the proposal will not adversely affect the health or safety of persons residing in the neighborhood, will not be detrimental to the public welfare or injurious to property or improvements in the neighborhood, and will not be in conflict with the purposes of the master plan and land use and zoning related policies of the county. In making these findings, the BZA shall consider whether the modification will promote compatibility of the development with the surrounding neighborhood because of the structure's overall size, footprint, and placement are similar to those of the structures on the properties surrounding the lot in question, and whether the modification will help preserve natural landform, historical features, and or significant trees and foliage. When approving the use permits, the Board of Zoning Appeals may impose conditions that it deem necessary and in the public interest including but not limited to the duration of the use permit. This board does not have the authority to grant use permits to modify requirements for expanding expanded housing option developments. Second, the BZA can grant variances from specific requirements of the zoning ordinance. When granting variances, the burden of proof is on the applicant to prove by a preponderance of the evidence that the strict application of the ordinance would unreasonably restrict the utilization of the property and the need for a variance would not be shared generally by other properties. And such variance is not contrary to the purposes, the purposes of the ordinance or that the strict application of the ordinance would unreasonably restrict the utilization of the property or that granting the variance would alleviate a hardship due to a physical condition relating to the property or improvements thereon at the time of the effective date of the ordinance or alleviate a hardship by granting a reasonable modification to a property or improvement thereon requested by or on behalf of a person with a disability. In all variance cases, the property for which the variance is being requested was acquired in good faith and any hardship was not created by the applicant. That the variance will not be of substantial detriment to adjacent property and nearby properties in the proximity of the geographic area. That the condition or situation of the property concerned is not so general or reoccurring a nature as to make reasonably practical the adoption of an amendment to the ordinance. That the granting of the variance will not result in a use that is not otherwise permitted on the property or change the zoning classification of the property and that the relief or remedy obtained through the variance is not available through a special exception process as provided for under the zoning or subdivision ordinance. Third, the BZA can decide appeals of decisions of the zoning administrator. When deciding appeals of the zoning administrator, the board must use its judgment to determine if the administrator was correct. Now on to tonight's hybrid hearing. For those who are participating in person, on the front table, you will find a QR code linking to a copy of the application package, including the staff report for each case before us this evening. For those participating virtually, a copy of each application package can be found on the Arlington County BZA website. There is a link in the chat for the application packages. I recommend that if you have not yet seen your report for your case, that you review the report before your case is called. If you are attending virtually and lose connectivity, please reconnect with us by phone. If you are attending via Teams, please keep yourself muted and cameras off until called upon. Turn off the sound on any other devices around you to minimize interference. When called upon to speak, please turn on your camera and unmute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon that is located in the meeting command bar. County staff does not have the ability to unmute you. The meeting chat is active for technical support assistance only. The meeting chat should not be used for discussion, public comments, questions about agenda items, or requests for more information. 
All public comments must be shared verbally or have been previously provided in writing for the record during the assigned public testimony period. This evening, staff will call each case and will provide a brief report and recommendation. Next, board members will ask any questions of staff they may have. Applicants or their representative will be given an opportunity to make comments to support the application or appeal. Next, all speakers for the item will be called. Speakers must fill out a speaker slip online or is available on the table in front of the room. After we hear from speakers for or against the proposal, the board may permit the applicant a brief opportunity to clarify any points. The board may ask questions of any speakers, but does not permit any cross-examination or direct questioning by others. For tonight's hearing, this board has deemed the following time limits for speakers to be sufficient. 20 minutes for applicants of appeals, five minutes for applicants of use permits and variances. We have deemed three minutes for representatives of organizations and two minutes for individuals as sufficient. After the board has gathered all the information we need and have discussed the case, we will decide the matter by voting on a motion duly made and seconded. The majority, a majority is needed to approve any motion. Please be respectful of the time allotted. This is a public forum and tonight's meeting will be recorded and posted on the county's website. All information associated with tonight's meeting, whether spoken or written, is subject to the Freedom of Information Act requirements. Any appeal of, this, of the decision of this board must be made to the circuit court in accordance with state law. After your case of interest is heard, you are welcome to, leave, you are welcome to stay for the balance of the session or leave at your convenience. Again, thank you for being here this evening. I would also like to extend a special welcome to those visiting us from the 45th VCU BC, BZA program. Before we call the first case, I have an administrative question for staff. Mr. Bowen, have any appeals been filed since our July hearing that we are not aware of? Uh, Mr. Kaplan, to my knowledge, no. I will also bring in my colleagues, Meg Ryan and Brett Goldberg, since they also review BZA applications. Are either of you aware of any BZA applications? I am not. I don't believe there has been any. Thank you. Thank you. And lastly, before we call the first case, um, I believe we have a couple of items on the consent agenda for tonight. For the public's benefits, the consent agenda is used by this board to quickly decide on agenda items that are complete and non-controversial. An item can be removed from the consent agenda at any time by a board member or will be removed from the consent agenda if the applicant or a member of the public desires to comment on the case either for or against. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the following cases for the consent agenda? The cases that are on the screen in front of us. Mr. Kaplan, yes, I can. Uh, the first case considered in the group motion for approval is case number V-11859-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Timothy Mock on behalf of Stephanie Ann Hovarth, the owner, to permit a rear setback of 20.6 feet to the addition wall and eave instead of 25 feet to the wall, 21 feet to the eave as required, and to permit a rear setback of 8 feet to the deck instead of 21 feet to the deck as required, regarding a new two-story rear addition and deck to an existing one-family dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 6026 27th Street North within the Arlington East Falls Church Civic Association. The second case in this potential group motion of approval is case number V-11862-23-UP-3. This is a use permit request by William B. Lawson Jr. on behalf of Claudius and Deirdre Modesti, the owners, to remit a right side setback of seven feet to the wall of the addition instead of 10 feet as required, and to permit an aggregate side yard width of 12.2 feet instead of 18 feet as required in the R6 zoning district regarding an upper story addition above a previously converted encroaching garage on an existing one family dwelling in the R6 zoning district 
on the premises known as 2241 North Burlington Street within the Old Dominion Civic Association. The third case in this group motion of approval is case number V-11868-23-UP-2. This is a use permit request by Stephen Waller, or excuse me, Stephen Walker and Melanie Wilhelm, the owners, to permit a street setback of 15.5 feet to the wall, 14.9 feet to the eave, instead of 25 feet to the wall and 21 feet to the eaves as required from 3rd Street North regarding a new front porch addition, or excuse me, regarding a new front addition on an existing one family dwelling on a corner lot in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 235 North Greenbrier Street within the Arlington Forest Civic Association. The fourth and final case in the group motion of approval is case number V-11870-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Carter Jones on behalf of Kristen Vincent, the owner, to permit a left side setback of 6.9 feet to the porch, 5.8 feet to the porch eave, instead of 10 feet to the porch, 6 feet to the porch eave as required, and to permit a right side setback of 7.6 feet to the wall instead of 10 feet to the wall as required, and to permit a total aggregate side yard width of 14.5 feet instead of 18 feet as required, regarding a second story right side addition above a non-conforming garage, a two story rear addition, a second story rear addition, and a left side porch addition to an existing one family dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 2604 North Pocomoke Street within the Arlington East Falls Church Civic Association. All of these four cases are recommended for approval by zoning division staff subject to the individual conditions listed in the staff report. Are there any um, applicants or members of the public who would like to speak for or against these proposals before we take this group motion. Hearing none, are there any uh, board members who wish to speak to any of these items? Do I have a motion? Mr. Chairman. Ms. Malice. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the four use permits in the group motion. Motion. Uh, I'm, I'll second. Thank you. <laughs> a motion made by Ms. Malice and seconded by uh, Ms. Clark. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes aye. The motion to grant these four um, applications passes five to zero. Mr. Bowen. Can you please call the first case on our typical agenda? Yes, Mr. Kaplan. Uh, before I do so, I do want to acknowledge that there are some comments being made in the meeting chat um, related to audio issues. I believe that is uh, resolved now. And we also have a con uh, comment in the chat that I would like to bring to the attention of staff and the public that um, there is um, possible confusion over where to find the staff reports online. Um, there is a link sent by my colleague Megan Ryan in the meeting chat at 6.57 p.m., which links to both the supplemental materials and the staff reports for this hearing. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. And with that, I will now note that the very next case that was originally on the agenda was included in the uh, motion that was just made. That was case number V-11859-23-UP-1 for 6026 27th Street North within the Arlington East Falls Church Civic Association. 
following that case, the next case on the agenda is case number V-11860-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Eunice Moon, the owner, to permit a fence height of six feet instead of four feet as required within the street setback regarding a new fence in the R10 zoning district on the premises known as 3401 North Emerson Street within the Rock Spring Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Please note that we do have supplemental materials for this case that were submitted after the application packets were assembled and printed. This includes two emails from the applicant regarding neighborhood outreach efforts, as well as a petition of support signed by three additional neighbors from two neighboring properties. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Does um, BZA members have any questions for staff? Um, just, uh, just wanted Alice. to clarify. Did you say variance in the four? motion for cases that we just passed they were all use permits right yes they were all use permits okay i just just wanted to make that's sure. correct mr bone they are all your use permits okay. correct thank you are there any questions for staff regarding this um application one one eight six zero dash two three dash up dash one is the applicant with us Come on down. Would you like to speak to your application? What was that? Would you like to speak to your application? Um, I guess so. Um, I'm not sure what to say other than um, uh, my lot appears to be a corner lot, um, but when I applied for uh, a fence permit, I found out it's not a corner lot and because it's too wide, it's over the 100 feet requirements. So, um, so I filed a use permit and I got a bunch of my neighbors to, um, support me. And, um, there are a few neighbors who I was not able to get. The one directly across from me, um, is under construction. And I, and I put an, uh, a, a note in their mailbox. Um, but nobody has lived there for the past three years. So, it's still under construction, so. Um, but I guess if you have any questions. Thank you. Does the uh, board have any questions for this applicant? Mr. Chairman? Ms. Malice. So you would be able to do a four foot fence by right? Yes. Why did you not opt for that? Um, well, uh, there's a few reasons. So I'm off a of main road off of Williamsburg Boulevard, um, and that's where the four foot fence would go. Um, and there's a bus stop that's right in front of the house. So I just wanted a little bit more privacy. And I have two dogs as well. Um, so I didn't think a four foot fence would be adequate. But you have a four foot fence in front, right? It's it's um, the mesh fence right now. So, but I would be putting up a wooden privacy fence. So you you wouldn't need a six foot fence to prevent the dogs from getting out that way. Well, I'm not concerned about necessarily about them getting out. I'm just concerned about somebody. They're small dogs, so somebody reaching over and okay. picking them, picking them Thank up. Thank you. I have a question. Or does anyone sit on the? Board have any questions? Um, I have a, I don't know if it's a question or a comment for staff. Um, I have thoughts and you can respond or not. Um, on the 
comparables for these fences. I'm having a hard time comparing what's compatible when we don't know if the, the comparisons are approved or not, right? So if I put up a 10-foot fence around my house and then my neighbor wants to put up a 10-foot fence around my house, around their house, I didn't get approval, but now we can now use mine as a comparable. Is that... I don't know. I don't know what question I'm trying to ask, but if you have any comments, I have a comment. Um, fence permits can be approved, either, or sorry, fences can be approved either via a fence permit or a building permit. Fence permits um, stay in zoning division records. However, if a fence is incorporated into a building permit application, or not. Um, there are different regulations as to how long those records need to be kept. I believe the answer is five years. So, if a fence was constructed more than five years ago, it's not to say that there wasn't a building permit for it. We just might not have a record for it. That seems problematic. Uh, it could be, sure. Right. So, <laughs> so I don't. You know, I'm having trouble judging compatibility. Um, uh, right. It, it, okay. So let me phrase a question. In in the hypothetical I gave you regarding my property, if I uh, if if my neighbor I, I put an illegal fence up that's ten feet high and my neighbor wants to put a ten foot high and, and if the ten foot is a thing then make it six. Um, could could then that be used as a comparable? It's difficult to, you know, comment on hypotheticals, uh, you know, because very zoning division or zoning ordinance regulations are very specific, and you know, each proposal is looked at on a case-by-case -case basis in regards to its surroundings. Um, it is not impossible that we would use an example because, as I said, we may have a permit for it, we may not, but the absence of a permit does not necessarily denote illegal construction. And if if you knew, like, so if I came to you and said it was an illegal construction, would you put that in the staff report? I um, as a comparable. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would do in a hypothetical okay. case. I can't say for sure. Thank you. Can I, can I also add that um, I think my situation is somewhat unique and I don't think there's a lot of comparables to my lot um, because, um, you know, it looks like a corner lot. It meets the less than 135 degree angle. It's at the intersection of two streets and it's just that it's more than 100 feet wide. Um, and I don't, I don't, I mean, I have, I don't know all of Arlington, but I don't think that's a common occurrence. And so I don't think there's many comparables in, in this area. And, and I believe staff addressed that in the report that had this been a typical corner unit, this would be approved by right. That is correct. Yeah, I believe. And I had a note to compliment staff on, on that comparison. I found that helpful. Thank you. Yeah, and I, I agree with Ms. Moon that per our research, this condition is not particularly common. I was actually probably as surprised as Ms. Moon that her lot was not interpreted as a corner lot. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. We don't see that often. Okay. Mr. Chairman? Ms. Malice. Yeah, ordin ordinarily I would not support extra tall fences because we rarely in the BCA grant them, but because of this particular circumstance, I, I think it's worthy of approval. Sorry for my um, long-winded tangent. Um, any further discussion with the board? So I guess the matters with the board. Any further discussion with the board? Motions. Is it Ms. Freshman? I move the board of zoning appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting use permit V-11860-23-UP1 dash 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 subject to the conditions listed. Second. A motion made by Ms. Malice and seconded by Ms. Clark Ms. is. Ms. Freshman. Didn't I say? Oh. Made by Ms. Freshman. Sorry. A motion made by Ms. Freshman, seconded by Ms. Clark. Is there any further discussion? 
Hearing none, I will call the roll. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Freshman? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Ms. Arthurs? Aye. Chair votes aye. The motion to grant use permit passes five to zero. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your fence. Much as you can, I guess. Um, fences are nice. Fences are nice. I, I agree. Um, our next case on the agenda is a variance that we have um, similarly situated seven of them on the agenda tonight. So I wanted to take a little unorthodox approach and make some comments so that I can avoid having to make my same comments seven times tonight. Um, so Mr. Kaplan, I, I believe it's actually six variance requests, just as a quick technical correction. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I miscounted. Oh, uh, there's a window well as a, as a seventh. Is that? And I believe we have just six oh. variance requests total in Farlington. Okay, then I'm not going to read them because I, I have the numbers listed. And, okay. Um, so at the start of this public hearing, the BZA met in a closed session to address ongoing legal issues where we debated and took action that, in my view, was protecting the BZA's role, role pursuant to the Virginia law. I believe that these six cases before us represent the exact opposite. I don't believe Virginia law gives this board the authority to approve these variances. Virginia law requires the variance applicant to prove that by a preponderance of the evidence that their application meets the definition of a variance as well as various other criteria. Virginia law's definition of a variance requires that such a need for a variance would not be shared generally by other properties. Tonight, we have six very similar cases in addition to the seven this board has already heard this year. This would, to me, seem to clearly be, quote, shared generally. Further, Virginia law also requires that the condition or situation of the property concerned is not so general or reoccurring in nature as to make reasonably practical the formulation of a general regulation to be adopted as an amendment to the ordinance. Similarly, I believe the agenda tonight indicates that this standard would be difficult to meet. As a result, my own view is that while I personally do not believe these cases should be required to come before the BCA for what almost all residents can do by right or by use permit, granting these six variances would not be a proper use of this BCA's authority under state law. This board's authority granted by the Commonwealth of Virginia to grant variances to the zoning ordinance is not meant to be creating or modifying zoning policy, which is what I believe this board will do tonight. To prove that point, this board will likely approve 100% of these cases, 13 out of 13 since March. With that perfect record, this board is not only approving variances, but also encroaching into the role of the county board by creating our own exception to zoning policy. With that being said, I hope my colleagues disagree with my assessment. And unless my colleagues have anything they want to add, Mr. Bowen, can you please call the next case? Mr. Mr. Um, Chairman. Ms. Malice. I, I do associate myself with your comments. Um, and I would add the further note, um, you mentioned that either it can be done by right or by use permit. I, I certainly hope, you know, I, I saw the letter that the Farlington neighborhood is working with the county board trying to come to a resolution, but some of these things I don't want to see as use permits either. Uh, you know, Agreed. that having, having residents have to come before the BZA for use permits you know, which we might, you know, be able to permit still is a is a hardship that other residents don't share for the similar types of improvements. So um, while I associate myself with Mr. Kaplan's remarks, I, I, I do hope that the crafting of this resolution of new ordinance language 
really takes in consideration the fairness issue vis-a-vis um, -vis other other districts and other residents. Thank you, Ms. Mellis. Can I uh, to go with the Ms. fairness aspect of your comment? I don't feel personally that it is because they are before us that I'm going to penalize my fellow community members because of the situation. So I will always support these cases that come before the board. Thank you, Ms. Authors. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the third Absolutely. case on the agenda? The third case on the agenda is case number V-11861-23-VA-1. This is a variance request by the Mormon Properties LLC. The owner to permit a structural alteration to an existing non-conforming multiple family residential building regarding an interior renovation to remove one non-load-bearing existing kitchen wall and add a support beam to convert the attic space in the RA1426 zoning district on the premises known as 3537 South Stafford Street within the Fairlington Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance request subject to the conditions listed. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Are there any questions on this application for staff? Is the applicant with us? I am. Virtually, excellent. Yes, I had hoped to be there in person. I apologize, I had a COVID um, positive test this morning in my household, so I'm virtual tonight. Thank you for staying home. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Um, would you like to speak to your application? Uh, yes, um, thank you for the opportunity. Um, thank you, Mr. Chairman and board members. Um, this is a, Essentially, it's an interior only project um, for an existing one bedroom, one bath condo in Fairlington. Um, we are updating the kitchen uh, to make it a little bit more open. And this is something that we've done um, at least six other times in Fairlington, excuse me. And we also are taking an existing attic space um, that's owned by this, this particular unit and we're adding more living space in there. Um, and we need a support team to do that. We've hired a um, licensed architect in Commonwealth of Virginia. I've used him for all the other projects. They've all gone quite well. They've all been approved by uh, the very, very, uh, or, sorry, the various sub associations within Fairlington. Uh, and we've had success doing this for a number of years. Um, it's unfortunate. I can understand the frustration by the board and the chairman to have to review these as it's equally frustrating as I'm sure you're well aware for the owners in this community, um, especially when a number of these improvements are interior only uh, because in this HOA, we, we can't change anything with respect to the exteriors of the buildings. Um, and with that, I guess I'm happy to answer any questions about the project. Thank you. Are there any uh, questions from the board for this applicant? The speaker. Miss Freshman. I was just going to say there's a speaker. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, there are no speakers. There's a hand. Someone's raised. raising oh, your hand. Sorry. I'm, <laughs> um, yes. Speaker slip. Is there a speaker slip, Mr. Bowen? No, no. I think that's the applicant. Are you, are you the applicant? Owners? I know. We are owners of the adjacent unit, so we just had a couple questions. Oh, sorry. Oh, there's a hand on the teams. Yeah, hand raised. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought, I thought someone was <laughs> pointing. I thought someone was pointing to someone in the audience. So he wants to speak on this. 
Yes. I'm, no, I, I haven't gotten this. Yes. Okay. Sorry. We're, <laughs> um, All right. Thank you. We're, we just have a couple of quick questions because yeah, we have the we have the adjacent unit. So the first question is just around noise. Um, we don't live there, but we have a, a tenant there. So how do you manage noise and like how long will it be loud? Just so we can manage expectations with our tenant. Mr. Bowen, I'm going to let you address that. I will defer to the applicant in that instance. Well, I think that needs to be handled outside of this hearing. Yeah, I mean, that's not really the, the purpose of this hearing. Okay. He, unless he has an objection to this application. Does he? Do you have an objection to the application? We don't have an objection to it. We just had a couple questions and we had emailed about that, but hadn't heard back. So we weren't sure how to proceed with that. You had emailed the applicant? Yes. I will email you. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Objection satisfied? <laughs> yes, yes, we're fine. <laughs> Are there any any additional questions for the applicant or the speaker from board members? Any discussion amongst the board? Mr. Chairman. Ms. Freshman. Um, I understand the rationale from the chair and Ms. Malice about the these approvals, and I have... Uh, been on the side of those who have approved them despite the facts um, because I think I agree that the, if the, it is definitely a fairness issue that most of the people who live in can do um, interior renovations with just a building permit and they don't have to file and they don't have to pay money and they don't have to wait um, to proceed with their projects. And we, it's been made clear to us and noted in the letter from the Farlington Association that the answer is the county board, which has to pay attention to this. And as the chair has said, if the applications tonight are approved, that makes 13 in just the last couple of months. And there's no reason to suggest, given the activity in the Farlington region and Sherlington, that this could just keep going on indefinitely. So I think whatever pressure can be made on the county board to right this wrong is 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 timely and and is fair. And if there are no objections, I'll make a motion. Thank you, Ms. Mellis. Ms. Freshman. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Freshman. <laughs> what is wrong with me today? <laughs> is a question or a hand from the applicant? Yes, hello. Um, if if possible, I just wanted to comment on that. That I and I completely appreciate the position of the board and and how if you choose to go down that path and continue to approve these, it doesn't put pressure on on the um, the larger counter county bodies to make decisions that they probably need to make for Farlington owners. Unfortunately, I just I hope you understand, as I'm sure you do, that it punishes everyone that's just trying to update their bathroom or update their kitchen, yeah. you know, with the infighting, because we've been waiting since February to start this project. Um, and I know you appreciate that. You probably do appreciate that. I just wanted to throw that out there. And, and you know, as I said in my remarks, I am happy that this is likely to be approved today. I'm not disappointed about that. Mm -hmm. So. You know, I'm, I'm, I was not trying to sway any opinions on the board. I was just making my feelings known. I understand. Yep. Thank you. Motion, Ms. Freshman. 
I move the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance V-11861-23-VA1 dash 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 subject to the conditions listed. Thank you. Second. Motion made by Ms. Freshman, seconded by Ms. Arthurs. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Excuse me, no. <laughs> Ms. Freshman. I'm sorry. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes no. The motion to grant this variance passes three to two. This concludes this matter. Thank you very much and enjoy your bathroom. Thank you all. Kitchen, thank you. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the next case? Yes, Mr. Kaplan, the next case was case number V-11862-UP-1, which was approved in the group motion at the start of the hearing. So the following case is case number V-11863-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Dipti and Supkumar Rao, the owners, to permit a street setback of 11.5 feet to the above and below grade addition wall, 8.3 feet to the eave, planter box, and window well, instead of 25 feet to the wall, 21 feet to the eaves, planter box, and window well as required, and to permit a street setback of 10.3 feet to the front porch and front porch eaves, instead of 21 feet to the porch, 19.5 feet to the porch eaves as required, all from 23rd Street South, and to permit a street setback of 17.6 feet to the porch and porch eaves, instead of 21 feet to the porch, 19.5 feet to the porch eaves as required from South Oak Crest Road, and to permit a rear setback of six feet to the below grade addition walls instead of 10 feet as required regarding a second story addition with basement, balcony, and the addition of two porches to an existing one family dwelling on a corner lot in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 2301 South Arlington Ridge Road within the Arlington Ridge Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request subject to the conditions listed. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Are there any questions for staff? Is the applicant with us? Come on down. Good evening. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity for us to present our case today. And uh, I'm Dipti, this is Sukumar. We're joined by our architect Paula this evening. And uh, just a quick background. Um, is we are a family of four. We have um, aging parents that live with us. And um, we, when we found this, pro we recently purchased this property. And um, basically, we, in our search to grow our family's needs, um, we encountered this unique challenge, which is basically, it's a corner lot. And there is no precedence as of uh, what we can go off of, basically. And um, given that it's a really unique plot, which is triangular in shape, it also has three streets on, on three sides with a 25 feet setback on all three sides, makes it like this really tiny triangle that we can build off of. So um, as a green choice, um, um, as a greener solution, we wanted to keep the existing property that there is and add a uh, add an addition to it, which we also realized that there was a use permit for 11.6 before that we wanted to do. So we kind of use that to create this optimal solution that we are presenting with you today. Um, so that's the request is if we can grant that 
permit, then we can build our the dream house that we intend to build. And we actually, um, the other thing I wanted to definitely mention is we spoke with the neighborhood while we were buying the property and while we were doing this, um, um, when we're going through this process and realize that, you know, it they express that the need or the relief that somebody actually bought this property and are developing it, given that it's such an eyesore in that intersection of 23rd and South Arlington Ridge. Um, and that sort of made us a little bit more interested in the property and take on this unique challenge that it is and, you know, come this far that's led us to this journey of today. And if I could add one thing, I think in addition to what Dipti said, I think definitely the community is welcoming of the idea. They are happy that something is being done on that. That lot, as you can see, has been sitting there for quite a few years. Um, but also, I think given the unique challenges, we would have to build up on a triangular piece and go like two or three floors up, which would not even be, I think, uh, adding value to the environment and the community around. So um, as Dipti mentioned, this was sort of like the... So good balance. Yeah, and, and definitely the way it was, if we were to build the way it is, it is a custom build. And so we went actually through the process of uh, reaching out to different builders just to realize that the cost was so exorbitantly higher than the budget that we had. So we kind of like started to narrow down our options and try to see what was the best solution to get that square footage with that lot coverage and all of that stuff. And then then we realized keeping the existing structure was the best option and then adding the uh, the addition that used the previous use permit. But this is a new one, but just giving us ideas of like what was flexible with that property. And so here we are today. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any questions from board for this applicant? I do. Ms. Arthurs. Was the property vacant before? You yes. It? it was? Yeah, for quite some time, actually. Okay. Your, um, the architectural plans are similar to a house that's one block further down, I think. I Closer towards 395. Probably, yes. Yeah. It looks very similar. I think it would fit in. Great. Just my opinion. Any additional questions? Ms. Mellis. Did you say your architect was with you? Yes. With you? I, I just wondered if you just could highlight on the which plans we should look at to identify where the setbacks were. I was having a little trouble just. You see, I have to speak into the mic. <laughs> I don't know if you need to refer to the drawings, but I just yeah, uh, probably. Do I you can, have drawings? I do. I have a, my computer or or a printout. Just I need to. Staff is bringing a copy. That. I think I can help add to that. It's sheet A point two, which is page eighteen online. We don't have page numbers here. All right. You want us this one here? Okay. Could you just call out the the setbacks that tell me where they are? Okay. Uh, this is 23rd Street, South Arlington Bridge Road, and this is open. Right. Right. We're asking for. And that and the size of that is. 
is thousand square. No, the set, the, the setback. Maybe staff could help with that. I, cause I'm, I, I'm looking at this. It's in the language in the staff report, but it's not on the drawing. Mine's labeled on the drawing. It, it, is it just in the box here? Yeah, the is red that... box. Yeah, and they did it on every side as you continue down where the, oh, they did it on the bottom, but the top one does. The first one does. Yeah, so where's, and that, so that's the 11.6. Yeah, right, 11.5 feet. Okay, and then? Also from that same street, um, proposed at 8.3 feet, are eaves, a planter box, and a window well. From the same street? Exactly. Where it says 8.4, right? Eight feet, four inches? Yeah. Okay. And then? They also want to permit a street setback of 10.3 feet. To the front porch, which is south off Oak Crest Road. Is the other one. It's not the true front. It's another side street. Or sorry, that it that is sorry the, the, the one I mentioned the ten point three is from that same street we just talked about the twenty third street. Okay, it's, where it says ten point four inches. That one is an existing. That's part of the existing. It's house. an existing walls, and they're redoing the area to have a qualifying front porch. So it's going to be renovated to be a porch. So that too is that one we just talked about the ten point three feet from. 23rd Street South. So where it says 10.4 inches, that's, we're just, that's existing. That's the same, We converted right. the feet, so okay. 10.3. Right, okay. And, and then the rear setback of six inches, and that's the rear. So the, the front, the front is where the front porch is. Is that so, correct? Yeah. Correct. The uh, front of the property from the perspective of the zoning ordinance is the South Arlington Ridge Road frontage, the point of that triangle. Okay. So, you know, and the setback's actually six feet, not six inches, just correction. Your setback is six feet. From the rear property line, yes. Yeah. Okay, I've got, I'm with you now. Um, thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, one of the challenges is, you know, when we have the comparables, it, you know, you show comparables for each side, but is there any there is there any of these built any of the comparables that have the same setbacks on all sides, and and that's that's what makes it a little harder to determine if it's comparable because it is it does take up a lot of space on the on the lot. Are there many triangular lots that we could even compare to? Well, we we just compare setbacks. I would say, generally speaking, triangular lots are not particularly common in Arlington. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is—I I do agree that this is kind of a unique-looking lot, just like the right. fence permit was. Right. Very much. Well, I appreciate you going through the setbacks. Thank you. There any other questions for the applicant? I have a quick question for the applicant. Um, when you were soliciting neighbor feedback, did you show the architectural drawings to your neighbors yes. and not yes. just that petition? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they, people reviewed them. Yeah, they Great. were very excited and they had a few ideas too. So we're going to be. <laughs> I just want to, because it, it, it's a big project and I just wanted to make sure that people yes. you know, didn't just sign a form and actually saw the plans. That's all. Definitely. Well, it was included. Discussion with the board. 
Mr. Chairman? Ms. Freshman. <laughs> I'm very familiar with this property. I have passed by it almost daily for 15 years, and it's an eyesore. Yeah. <laughs> it, is also, it is also a very, very busy intersection, both vehicular and particularly pedestrian, because it's a major school crossing. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot going on in this property. And I think it's a particularly good example of how to make lemonade. And it's a, it's a beautiful plan. So I intend to support it. Any other comments? I can make a motion if everybody's one, ready. One sec. Um, so I, yeah, I intend to support this. Um, I don't have a problem with it, but my discussion for the board is EHO. So this is a very big project. And I guess my question for staff is, and I'm not saying the applicant would intend to do this, but if, if we approve this, they build this tomorrow, then Wednesday, can they turn it into an EHO? Because an EHO wouldn't be able to come to us for a use permit. What's an EHO? Sorry, uh, an expanded housing opportunity? The missing Option. middle. That's their it's the missing middle. And I'm sorry, th th this is not about you specifically, but this is just a overriding concern for this board. Okay. For some people on the board, for clarification. A very fundamental consideration there is that um, the EHO proposals are subject to their own permitting process. There's a separate zoning division permit. So whether or not, you know, the project might, may or may not come to the BZA, um, any relief sought for an EHO project would need to come in the form of a variance. But um, prior to that, there would have to be an analysis of the design as it is to see whether an EHO permit is even possible. I mean, if, right, like, like assuming no structural alterations are needed. Um, I'm not comfortable speaking about a okay. hypothetical proposal. That's my, so that's my only concern about this project is, um, you know, down the line, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not, the, the neighbors love the project. I'm not sure they would love the project if they were told six people would be moving in next door. But that's a hypothetical situation which we're not in right now, correct? That correct, but that's still a concern of mine. And I, I, and, I don't think you can. And I might be the only one on this board with that concern. Since it's not before us right now, I don't see how we can factor that in. You can surely, but I don't think that that's sure. proposed before us, so I don't think it should factor in. And I'm ready to make a motion if everybody is done continuing to talk, or I can wait. Either way. Any other? Comments for discussion? Okay, motions. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit V 11863 23 UP 1, subject to the conditions listed. Second. A motion made by Ms. Arthurs and seconded by Ms. Freshman. Is there any further discussion? Um, I, uh, you know, in, in my, my concern, I was not suggesting that I would vote against it. I was just raising a um, topic of discussion for this board, just to clarify. I, I, am, uh, I am in favor of this. I'm just throwing out, um, you know, a concern that I think this board has to think through and the county has to think through for these type of big projects. Uh, I will call roll the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes aye. The vote to grant this application passes five to zero. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the next case? Yes, Mr. Kaplan. The next case is case number V 11864 23 VA 1. This is a variance request by Byron Gonzalez on behalf of Catherine Salkid 
the owner to permit an interior structural alteration to an existing non-conforming multiple family residential building regarding an interior renovation to remove load-bearing kitchen walls in the RA 1426 zoning district on the premises known as 4630 34th Street South within the Fairlington Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance request with conditions. Thank you. Is there any, are there any questions for staff? Is the applicant with us? Yeah. Would you like to speak to your application? Uh, I mean, I'm just one of the uh, many Fairlington, <laughs> I guess, applicants hoping to um, you get the variance uh, for taking down the wall between my kitchen and my dining room. Uh, just, just to remodel my kitchen and open things up. Um, it's an interior wall and um, just like the other applicant in Fairlington, uh, we've been working on trying to get this approved since February. So I'm, you know, still just waiting to hopefully get it approved. Thank you. Are there any questions for the applicant? Motions. I can make a motion. Ms. Arthurs. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance V-11864-23-VA-1 subject to the conditions listed. Second. A motion made by Ms. Arthurs and seconded by Ms. Clark. Is there any further discussion? We'll call the roll. Ms. Malice. No. Ms. Freshman. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes no. The motion to grant this application passes three to two. Good luck with your project. Thank you. Mr. Bowen, can we please call the next case? Yes, Mr. Kaplan, the next case is case number V-11865-23-UP-2. This is a use permit request by Highland Street LLC on behalf of Scott and Rachel Prouty, the owners, to permit a street setback of 13.8 feet to the wall, 12.5 feet to the eave, instead of 25 feet to the wall and 21 feet to the eaves as required, and to permit a street setback of 13.8 feet to the existing porch instead of 21 feet to the porch as required, all from South Oakland Street, regarding a new construction over an encroaching porch and to repair and the lateral bracing of an existing porch on a corner lot in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 3716 7th Street South within the Alcova Heights Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the use permit request with conditions. Please note that there is supplemental material for this case that came in after the application packets were assembled and printed. This includes a neighborhood outreach letter of support. Thank you. Are there any questions for staff? Ms. Malice. The summary. Uh, could you clarify why the lateral bracing is being called out is is there a is is that something that we're approving i think i can help try and answer that so i think it was something after we were getting the advertisement language they wanted to just make sure if they have to do any repairs to that existing covered porch that they could make structural repairs if trying to add the addition above so they just wanted to include it in case that needs to be done to is probably work. They're not planning on it, but just in case. 
but Does I can't that let require that... approval for them to shore up their porch. If they're making structural alterations to it, we just want to note it in the. But does it require our, our, our approval? I'm not sure what we're approving here. The, you're approved. You're um, they're requesting an addition above that, so they're asking for the new addition above that. That's part of the request, but just to be sh careful, they're including the lateral bracing for the existing. So I portion. saw the correspondence. Is it typical? Is there a reason the correspondence between you and the applicant are, is in here? It wasn't in the initial application, so we I didn't want it to seem like staff was just adding it to add it. It was a request of the applicant, so that's why we included it in there. Oh, I see. It wasn't just for clarification. The, it wasn't part of the application. Initial, yeah. So we wanted just to include it for clarification. And Ms. Ballas, I'll be happy to chime in there as well. Um, you know, the Article 16 of the zoning ordinance um, expressly prohibits you from building over um, non-conforming non encroaching garages and porches. Right. Um, so the reason, you know, that particular portion of the request requires BZA relief is um, just for the addition above the porch, not for the porch itself. The porch can be theoretically repaired in accordance with Article 16 by right, mm -hmm. but we just wanted to add a descriptive um, summary in case there was any questions about the overall project scope and work that may be required. But any work that's required on the porch is theoretically able to be approved Actually, by right. Adding it add, added more questions than not adding it, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I'm trying to figure out what what our what our approval here means. It means nothing regarding. I mean, they don't need our approval to brace the the porch. No, and then of course, you know, sometimes there are construction surprises that happen. You know, if there was any work that occurred that did require, you know, subsequent BZA approval, you know, that would be revealed um, when the applicants submit, you know, final survey plots and plans to zoning division staff. Um, you know, the intent, of course, is to write our advertisement language and our resolutions in a way that would allow, you know, repairs to happen. We can't, of course, guarantee that, um, but we believe the way that the advertisement language is written now or the project request is written now would theoretically allow some repair work to happen um, if it is necessary. But again, do we do do they need our permission to do the repair work? Depending on what the repair work is potentially, but we can't say what that repair work is. And, um, you know, perhaps the applicants have a sense of what they think the repair work might be. Um, we don't know that offhand. I, th I think like for my porch project, I had a very similar thing where my porch is encroaching into the setbacks and for me to repair it, I would have needed a BZA use permit. Now I chose to rebuild it, but that either way I would have had to come to the BZA even for a repair. I know we were doing, you know, in order to repair and there, that's in the that's in the zoning ordinance to repair a, a porch needs BZA approval to make structural alterations. So if like porch columns, um, you know, fundamentally require replacement, um, that is something that might be subject to the BZA. Certain elements of, you know, a porch reconstruction, such as new railings and new flooring may be able to be accomplished by right. Okay. So the keyword is because it's and structural and it's in, and they're asking permission in anticipation of possibly having to do it. Yes, I believe the intent of this language, which was was requested in part with the applicant, is to allow the potential um, forced on structural work. Of course, you know the BZA's resolution language is you know predicated on very specific advertisement um, setbacks. So if any of the if any work occurs that is not authorized by this, that could theoretically require um, a, a return to the BZA. Of course, I believe the applicants hope to that there is no structural work required, but they did want to you know. You know, build in some leeway if, in the event that 
um, scope that is outside of the VZA request is required. Um, yeah, I believe the intent and uh, the applicants, I would happy to, you know, turn over if they have um, any additional insights themselves. But the intent here is to write the language broadly enough to allow some by right work, or at least to describe that to the BZA. Not by right work. Pretend, like repairs and alterations that could be done by right. That yes. cannot be done by right. The overall use permit request is for the encroachment over the porch. Um, that is what requires relief um, explicitly from with the BZA use permit. Structural repairs may or may not be able to be done by right, depending on what they are. And just for the, my comment is that this ties back into the variance issue. They can do this with a use permit. The poor people in in Fairlington cannot do this this um, by by use permit. They need a variance, right? Yes, structural, structural by right structural. Work. Sorry, yeah. completely different regulations oh. in the zoning ordinance. But yes, structural work in and Fairlington unfortunately, and the variance. Unfortunately, the Fairlington people um, have to have much more of a trouble. With this. Yeah, generally speaking, st major structural work um, does require, um, or what you know, what we in zoning division staff call structural work would require relief um, via a use permit or a variance, depending on your which is an inherent unfairness in the zoning ordinance. Yeah, what we would address. call more minor repairs can be done by right. So you know, depending on your parlance, you know, a minor repair might be structural, but it might not be. Mr. Chairman, just to this mouse. So this. This is an is this an example of the new rules as far as what gets advertised? Um, because it looks like the the summary of the request was modified after it was advertised. Is that the because the advertisement is only that one line now? You have latitude. Yes, our legal advertisement is just that one line. So um, descriptive summaries are not a legal advertisement, so we can make um, changes to those prior to a BCA right hearing. Right up until the, the hearing. And so this is a case where that was added fairly close to the hearing date. I mean, um, I, the correspondence here is from, I don't remember. Yeah, likely probably around the time that the staff reports were posted last August Wednesday. 23rd. Okay, it's actually earlier than that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's, this is an example of where now there's flexibility to change the scope of the project without re-advertising it. There is some flexibility, yes. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, the BZA is empowered to impose conditions um, and, you know, and theoretically to alter the resolution language if they see fit. Got it. Thank you. Any other? Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Bowen? Is, is this just a red herring um, where there was some discussion of the driveway versus no driveway? Uh, in that case, I will defer to Mr. Goldberg, who wrote the report. My um, my recollection is you're looking on because I may chime in if needed. Um, but yeah, let's. My recollection is the staff report says that there is no driveway, but clearly the the plat has a driveway. Or did I misread something, which is also entirely possible? This driveway. Okay, never mind. No, the plat says driveway. Oh, right, but I, yeah. I think I think the no, the you're right. Staff report says there is no driveway, but the plat says that there is a driveway. Existing conditions say that there, right. the property does not contain a driveway. And Thank so you, Control F. I was wondering if that had any effect on this or not. Uh, 
in the event that you know there's an error made in the staff report that is not part of a legal advertisement either, we can certainly issue a technical correction to it. No, staff I report. mean, but that doesn't affect any of the calculations or or our ability to approve this. No, because I believe that was in the existing conditions. So really, what, what the BZA would be approving would be the proposed conditions. Thank you. And the driveway would be part of the proposed conditions. Correct. That's okay. Sorry about that. Um, is the applicant with us? I believe they're virtual. Mr. Prouty or Highland Street LLC, are you with us? Yes. Excellent. Hi, this is Alex Castro with Ms. Prouty, um, I Highland apologize. Street. How are you? Go ahead. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear okay, you. Okay, great. I'm sorry. Um, yes, so we are, Mr. Prouty's here also. Um, I'm not sure if he's having, if he can come on also, but you know, this is just, this is an existing um, screen porch that has um, received a use permit um, about 15 years ago, I think. And then we are proposing to build on top of that um, screen porch. So we're not in further encroaching on the existing, um, the existing, porch or the existing setback this is just building on top of thank you anything further um i mean happy to answer any questions or clarify anything if there's um if you have any comments i think we've received uh, letters from everybody you requested uh, for approval of the neighbors are there any questions of the applicant Discussion with the board or motions. Make a motion if there's no discussion. Please. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution approving the use permit V-11865-23-UP-2. That's the right case, right? Yes, subject to the conditions listed. A motion made by Ms. Arthurs, seconded by Ms. Freshman. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes aye. The application passes five to zero. Good luck with your project and thank you so much. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Yeah, thank you. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the next case? Yes, Mr. Kaplan, the next case is case number V-11866-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Dan Kaiser on behalf of Erica and Scott Moore, the owners, to remit a right side setback of 5.1 feet to the wall, 5 feet to the eave, instead of 10 feet to the wall, 6 feet to the eave as required, and a total aggregate side yard width of 14.9 feet instead of 18 feet as required regarding a new second story right side addition to an existing one family dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 2008 North Upland Street within the Waverly Hills Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request subject to the conditions listed. Mr. Bowen, did any additional supplemental material come in involving neighborhood feedback? We did not receive any supplemental material for this case. Thank you. Are there any questions for staff? Uh, I would just like to confirm that in the in the report and the absence of supplemental material, it appears we have no feedback from any neighbors. I believe that to be the case. Um, I will allow Mr. Goldberg to chime in since he was the author of this report. That is correct. We haven't received supplemental material for this application. Okay. 
That's exactly what I was getting at. Should we hear from the applicant? Is the applicant with us? Yes. Yeah, we're here. Um, this, this is Scott. Here, this is more. Thank you. Yes, the um, we have confirmed with the neighbors uh, about this. We've talked to them in depth about what we're going to do here and receive their approval. I did not. Uh, we did not know that it was a requirement or that we were expected to provide a written um, supplement. Sorry. Yeah, so typically when we uh, when we BZA applicants, when they're given um, their materials from staff and meet with staff that they're told to um, circulate a petition or um, discuss plans with their surrounding neighborhood, um, you know, all surrounding, you know, front, back, side, across the street, anyone typically who would see it. And I believe, Mr. Chairman, it's also part of the application. You check a box. You check a box so on the, you, yes. You had to check sorry. a box originally for that. And there's usually outreach from us as well. Thank you from that. Absolutely. Did did you receive any emails from um, um, our assistant to the BZA, Ms. Petrosini? She um, usually follows up with applicants in um, when when there is missing feedback for for all of our cases. We did not receive an email about missing feedback. Um, we did check the box and we did discuss it with our neighbors. So, um, Mr. Chairman, this I'm inclined to defer this matter to give the applicant a time to collect uh, written written uh, feedback written feedback from his neighbors. I agree. I am too. Having gone through the BZA process in the last three years, it was made abundantly clear to me that I needed to get written approval from the surrounding neighbors on all sides. So, I think it's important that we hear from everybody, or so at least some. So one one of in in order by law by by Arlington ordinance in order for us to approve any use permit we need this board needs to make a finding uh, that the proposed um, project is compatible with the neighborhood and one of the ways in which we do that is from feedback submitted by the applicant um, you in order uh, to show that that they feel it's you know a good project and compatible and without that in the record before us I think speaking for me I have a hard time making that judgment for compatibility. So I would also be inclined to defer. And my, I guess my question for staff is, what does our October uh, agenda look like? And um, you know, given deadlines, would we meet that or should we go further? We have not yet advertised for October, so it's certainly possible. Um, we have about, we are not yet finalized the agenda either. Um, it currently has about, I believe, 11 cases at the moment. We'll be, you know, working towards finalization this week. Um, and, you know, typically we are now in the submission window for the November hearing if the board is more inclined to defer to November. Does the staff have an opinion? Sorry, I didn't hear that last point. Does staff have an opinion about um, whether staff can get it done before October or should we I, think about November? I think I can add to that. I don't think any application materials are being changed in this case. So I think it's just the applicants doing the outreach. So I think if they feel like it's enough time for the October, I think we can get it on there. But if any plans were to change, most likely November. Does does the, um, uh, Mr. Moore, do you do you think you can get that done before the yeah, October? Yeah, there'll be no changes to the application. It's already been advertised around the neighborhood and mail has been received by our neighbors about this project. So um, we should be able to secure that um, whatever written approval we need very quickly. Discussion with the board. For October, or motions. I can make a motion. Miss Arthur's, please. I'm on a roll tonight. <laughs> I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals defer 
October 11th. Defer the proposed resolution for the use permit V-11866-23-UP-1 to the October 11th, 2023 Board of Zoning Appeals meeting. Second. Hearing. Second. Uh, a motion made by Ms. Arthurs and seconded by Ms. Malice. All in favor, say aye. 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 All opposed, nay. The, post, mm -hmm. the motion passes to defer to October 11th, passes five to zero. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the next case? Yes, Mr. Kaplan, I believe the next case, just want to do a quick confirmation there. Yep. Next case is case number V-11867-23-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Jay Shalaki on behalf of Charles and Lorraine Gandy, the owners, to permit a street setback of 9.7 feet to the porch, 8.7 feet to the porch eave, instead of 21 feet to the porch, 19.5 feet to the porch eave as required and to permit a street setback of 8.7 feet to the building wall, 8.1 feet to the building eave instead of 25 feet to the building wall, 21 feet to the building eave as required from Chesterbrook Road, and to permit a total aggregate side yard width of 20.1 feet instead of 24 feet as required regarding the addition of a new porch and one-story building addition to an existing non-conforming one-family dwelling on a corner lot in the R10 zoning district on the premises known as 4418 38th Street North in the old Glebe Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt a task proposed resolution approving the use permit request with conditions. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Um, again, same question as before. Have uh, staff received any supplemental materials in the form of feedback? Um, as of uh, this morning, when we compiled the supplemental materials uh, for the last time, we had not received any for this Thank case. you. Questions for staff from the board? Um, I will call the applicant in a second, but I think um, since there is no feedback for this project as well, we're probably headed to the same resolution. Is the applicant with us? Come on down. Did you, uh, I was going to, if you were online, I would ask if you had heard the previous um, applicant. No, no, I didn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I understand the, the feedback. The owners are actually away also. Oh, you're they didn't have a chance to. It, they just got back after labor. Okay. So they had not had a chance to engage with their neighbors, although um, they've been residents of the street for 40 plus years. They actually own the property next door. That, that one will be easy then. <laughs> yeah, they purchased this property, so it was a little easier to age in place since it had a first floor master suite and also an attached garage so that they could you know, pretty much have one story living. Uh, the property is actually located right on the corner where the bus stop is. So being long-term residents, it, it, the word has gotten around. And actually their daughter lives four houses away, has the kids at school. So they, they have they have engaged, they just hadn't had a chance to do it anyway formally. So yeah. Yeah. And, and I would make her make a suggestion. I know there's a request on there. If we're gonna actually require it, we should put it in as a requirement. It is actually written in as suggested. It is not an actual requirement in the application. I, I'm just. I think I think we. It, it may be strongly suggested, but there's a difference between that and required. Um, you know, we I think we ran into this a couple years ago, and yeah. we decided that it was. How did we phrase it? I forget. We stopped short of making it a requirement, but it was very, 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 very important to us that we receive the approval. Well, I suggest we maybe revisit this and 
uh, make that a requirement. So it's clear, both to the previous applicant as well as ourselves, uh, that it needs to be done written. Uh, have, they have engaged with, with people around. Uh, actually, most of them were all happy. It wasn't uh, a teardown. No, that was the basic, uh, yeah, basic sentiment. It was like, oh, Charles and Lorraine are moving over next door. <laughs> it's easy. But that, 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 was, uh, that was the sentiment in, in the neighborhood. Uh, were there any specific questions or are we just going to defer? Uh, I can answer a question about the project itself as well. No, I, I mean, I think that that I think again, like I said in the uh, the previous that that is one of the huge ways that this board can judge compatibility with the neighborhood. And um, I know like like I've, I've been before this board twice now and I know like I've met with staff and staff made it pretty clear to me that we, um, you, you know, need, need you know, lots of signatures from all surrounding. You, you, you understand my opinion then. I yeah, I understand. I did it too. I did do it during COVID. I understand where you're coming from. I, yeah, I, no, I'm, no, I totally I'm, understand. I'm right. It's just that no, yeah, I understand. Yeah, if, if that's the case, yeah. we'll it, we'll double check. Case. We'll double check what we've got on the web, but we we do have an instruction sheet that outlines oh, who. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, who I needs to be. Believe that this, it, when I went before the for the before the BZA, the staff very much stressed that it was Stephen Rissi at the time that in order to be considered, an, I needed to have, yeah, yeah, and I, I was yeah. walking around with a mask on. An email out too. Yeah, I think I was, at one of, I was at one of the meetings where this came up before. So. And, you know, I can't remember the last time that this happened. So thank you. Um, any other discussion or motion? I can do the motion. Thank you, Ms. Authors. If everyone's ready. Uh, I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals defer the proposed resolution for use permit V-11867-23-UP-1 to the October 11th, 2023 BZA hearing. Did that sound right? I'll second. I think so. Motion made by Ms. Arthur, seconded by Ms. Malice. Any further discussion? Hearing none, um, I, I will call the roll. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Freshman? Ms. Clark? Aye. Ms. Arthurs? Aye. Chair votes aye. A motion to defer passes five to zero. Can Thank I ask you. A quick question for zoning is for if you can uh, talk to zoning offline. Okay. Thank no, you. No problem. Um, Mr. Bowen, can you please call the next case? Yes, Mr. Kaplan. The very next case, the agenda is case number V 11868 23 UP 2. This was approved in the group motion at the start of the hearing. Thank Following you. that case, the next case on the agenda, um, if you're ready for me to call it. Yes, please. It is case number V-11869-23-VA-1, a variance request by Byron Gonzalez on behalf of Dale Spivy and Sean Graham, the owner, to remit a structural alteration to an existing non-conforming multiple-family residential building regarding an interior alteration to remove a load-bearing kitchen walls in the RA-1426 zoning district on the premises known as 4235 35th Street South within the Fairlington Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance request with conditions. Thank you. Um, I think this is pretty similar to the ones we've done. We can probably dispense this pretty quickly. Um, any questions for staff? Is the applicant here? Or online? Yes, the applicant is online. Do you wish to speak or uh, should we continue? Um, I would just like to, uh, well, I would like to continue, but I would like to appreciate the uh, former speakers of Fairlington because I mirror your support and your challenges. So thank you. Thank you. Discussion with the board or questions for applicant or motions? You can make a motion. Ms. Arthurs. 
I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance V 11869 23 VA 1, subject to the conditions listed. Second. Motion made by Ms. Arthurs and seconded by Ms. Clark. Uh, all in favor, say it. aye. Aye. All aye. opposed, say nay. Aye. <laughs> Uh, the motion passes four to one. I, I mean, I was waiting for a roll call vote. Oh, that's, sorry, that's I'm trying what, to. That's what got me confused. What we're... Oh, sorry, I was trying to. <laughs> sorry, I was trying to speed it along a little bit, and I failed miserably. So I vote no. Motion. The motion passes three to two. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the next case? Apologies, I'll take responsibility. <laughs> Yes, Mr. Kaplan, the very next case in the agenda is case number V-11870-23-UP1, dash 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 which was also approved in the group motion at the start of the hearing. Thank you. Is a variance? Did you say variance request? For Fairlington? Wasn't in a group motion. We're on... No, the Fairlington was a variance request. The We're on 12. 12, 12 was, was the group motion. 12 is a use permit. Right. He just said variance. That's why... Uh, I can reiterate um, the, the next case on the agenda that we are momentarily addressing is case number V-11870-23-UP-1, a use permit request, which was approved in the group motion at the start of the hearing. The subsequent case to that is case number V-11871-23-UP-1, a use permit request by Steve Inch on behalf of Kelly uh, Valancourt and Steven Strobach, the owners, permit a left side setback of 7.4 feet to the wall instead of 8 feet as required, and a total aggregate side yard width of 18.7 feet instead of 21 feet as required regarding a two-story left side addition over an encroaching garage, a two-story front addition, a new stoop, and the expansion of a second story in the R8 zoning district on the premises known as 2241 North Vermont Street within the Donaldson Run Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with condition. Please note there is supplemental material for this case that came in after the application packets were assembled and printed, and this includes one email of support. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Are there any questions for staff? Is the applicant with us? The applicant is with us. I see him. Mr. Inch, please. Hello, yeah. Um, I just want to say thank you to the staff for their uh, right up in support and um, you know we did a good job with neighborhood outreach so this is a exciting one for the owners and a, and a good project for us as well so we're looking forward to it so thank you thank you are there any questions of this applicant miss um, malice so am i are you missing some neighbor feedback from your next door neighbors and maybe neighbors across the street? I don't believe so. I think we we have pretty much every single neighbor in the vicinity. So I just note that um, 2237, which is your next door neighbor, at, when, at some point we didn't have feedback from them. There was a late arriving one or two. Uh, maybe the staff can help with which e exact uh, address that was. Mr. Bowen, do you? 2237 North Vermont, 2238 North Vermont. Mr. Bowen, the only the only supplemental I see, um, at least online, I haven't checked my packet in front of me yet, is for 
2244 North Upton. Correct. Yeah. yeah, I agree on the supplemental materials, the letters okay. from 2244 North Upton Street. There's a note that references it being in the 823 and attached to for reference. That's right. I think there was a question about one or two, and then I re um, I recalled the original uh, submission, which included those addresses. So what is the name of your neighbor at 2237? I'm sorry, I'm the uh, the builder, so I could pull that up. Let me uh, take a look. Or 2238. That's your next door neighbor. There mm -hmm. may be some letters in here that don't call out addresses. Mr. Chairman. I'll just point out two things. One is that the plans in the packet are really weird. Agreed. I mean, the, the reproductions are ridiculous. Um, but also, the, and this is in this case, but also in other cases, when certain contact information is blocked out, it, it often eliminates the street address, which is the only part we care about. So they can black out names and other things, but if they black out the street address, then it's really not at all helpful to trying to figure out which neighbors have responded and which have not. I, and, and to Ms. Freshman's point, is I don't see a plat in, the, in this package. But there were two letters for the 23rd that don't have clear addresses. Yeah, it says it was included in the 23rd, but. So two, two, which were the addresses in question? 2238 and 2237. So uh, 2238 is the first one from Scott and Gretchen Ashby. And 2237 was from Sheila Smith. Gretchen Ashby is 2237. And Sheila Smith is 2238. Is Sheila Smith? Yeah, let me pull that up again. Nice. Mr. Kaplan, I'll just add that uh, we do have access to real estate assessments data. If there are questions about any of the properties and who the owners are, I'm, I can I'm happy to look those up. Well, we just want to know if any of these letters are from from the the neighbors. Um, right. I think there might be a, a, a mix up with if anybody didn't particularly put their address. I've labeled it. So two two three seven again is Sheila Smith. Oh, it's not Ashby. Two two three seven is Sheila Smith. And then 2238 is Scott and Gretchen Ashby. And those were on the original submission. Yeah, those 2238 Vermont is owned by the Ashby's. So and Sheila I, Smith I, is 2237 Vermont. I think I can get to the county website, tax website a little too quickly for my uh, professional life. Yeah, I was missing 2245, but. Let me see who owns that. Vermont or Upton? It was two two four five on Vermont. I had uh, I, I have a note that I have that. Yeah, I don't know I if know. we've okay. got that one either. That's David Stanley. 
Okay. David? Yes. David and Jane Stanley. So, Mr. Bowen, there, there's no plats in this. Oh, that's, we do have that. So it's Jane Godfrey, because she says in the email, yes, David and I do approve. So Jane and David is going to be that one. We don't have any plats in, in this. Uh, there is a, a portion of a plat excerpted in the staff report and application materials. I can point out the particular page if needed. And with a stamp and a certification and that whole thing. Yeah, and we we can also, you know, if the BZA is inclined to, pre, um, you know, condition any approval on the submission of the full plat, we can definitely also make that a condition of approval if you're inclined to approve. I think we need to see the plat before we approve. Certainly within your rights to, yeah, defer. I mean, is there a reason there wasn't a plat in here? So plat is G003, page G003. Are you looking at the reports that we have or are you? Yes, yes, I am. There's not a, you're right though, there's not a stamp on it. Isn't the, a plat one of, I think that is a requirement, not like suggested, but that is. That's not our suggestion. <laughs> Just wanted to make that clear for the record. Is that is that correct, Mr. Bowen? A plat is a requirement? Yes, we would generally like to see a, a submission of a plat with the seal. Um, we do have plats and records for many properties on file. The, the legal requirement for the plat is that um, it be either the existing or the proposed condition. So if the applicant would like to do a FOIA request for as the property owner, we can likely um, find the plat for them. Mr. Chairman. Ms. Freshman. I think this conversation has perfectly made my point, which is that we don't have all of the drawings that we need. And we have communications from neighbors that lack addresses. So they make no sense. And I will. And I, I, I'm finally frustrated that this kind of a package would would come to us. And I just to speak to these drawings, like I, you know, again from having gone through this board twice, there are um, very specific directions about sizing of paper, and you know that the fact that we're looking at a quarter or an eighth of a architectural drawing per page, and we need to scotch tape it together, is troubling. Well, that's how that was printed, because you can print to size to print to. Eight okay. and a half by 11. No offense. Yeah, and I will note that um, many of our sizing standards have um, been relaxed um, with the okay. online submissions of Permit Arlington. Then I will retract what I just said, but still agree with most of uh, or all of what Ms. Uh, Freshman stated. So that being said, um, you want to defer? OK, shall I make another deferral motion since I'm on a roll? <laughs> Ms. Uh, Freshman, anything else? Well, my problem is that October is overloaded and there's a better than even chance, even if Farlington's not on the agenda, that I may not be here. So I'm just saying. What's the board's pleasure? Someone make a motion. I'll make a motion. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals defer the proposed resolution for use permit B-11-871-UP-1. Oh, wait, sorry, V-11871-23-UP-1 to the November, uh, uh, 15th, 2023 hearing. Second. Motion made by Ms. Arthurs and seconded by Ms. Freshman. Any further discussion? I will call the roll. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Freshman? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Ms. Arthurs? Aye. Chair votes aye. The motion to grant the deferral 
uh, passes five to zero. Thank you. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the next case? Yes, Mr. Kaplan. Next case on the agenda is case number V-11872-23-VA-1, dash 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 a variance request by VMMP LLC, the owner to permit a structural alteration to an existing non-conforming multiple family residential building regarding an interior renovation to remove existing kitchen wall and convert the attic space in the RA-1426 zoning district on the premises known as 4504 36th Street South within the Fairlington Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance request with conditions. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Any questions for staff? Is the applicant with us? Yeah, I'm here. Mr. BMVP LLC. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Mike, uh, Mr. Brennan, thank you. I just, yeah. thank you staff, right in front of me. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I think everyone's already said it for Fairlington. Um, I've been doing these units for seven, eight years now, and only the past three years we've had to start doing these variances. Um, but everyone's already said about with Fairlington, what's going on there. So I think everyone's. Any questions for the applicant? Motions. Motion. I'll make a motion. Ms. Arthurs. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the propose the attached proposed resolution granting variance B-11872-23-VA-1 dash 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 subject to the conditions listed. Second. A motion made by Ms. Arthur, seconded by Ms. Freshman. Is there any further discussion? I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. No. Ms. Freshman. Ms. Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes no. The motion to grant this application passes three to two. Thank you and good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Bowen, I believe we have another one of these variances. Yes, we do. The next uh, case on the agenda is case number V-11873-23-VA-1. This is a variance request by BMB Group LLC, the owner to permit a structural alteration to an existing non-conforming multiple family residential building regarding an interior renovation to remove an existing kitchen wall and convert the attic space in the RA-1426 zoning district on the premises known as 4277 35th Street South within the Fairlington Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance request with conditions. Any questions for staff? I, uh, I see that this Mr. Brennan is totally different from the past Mr. Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was me again. And BMP, not to be confused with BM, BVMP. Correct. Very <laughs> Excellent. Job. Would you like to speak to this application? Uh, same thing the last guy said. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, motion. Motion, Ms. Freshman. I move Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution approving variance V-11873-23-VA1 subject to the conditions listed. Second. Second. The conditions listed. Second. Motion made by Ms. Freshman, seconded by Ms. Arthurs. Any further discussion? I will call the roll. Ms. Malice? No. Ms. Freshman? Ms. Clark? Aye. Ms. Arthurs? Aye. Chair votes no. The motion to grant this application passes three to two. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mr. Bowen, can you please call the next variance? Yes, the next and last variance case on the agenda this evening is case number V-11874-23-VA-1. This is a variance request by Wesley Pendravis, 
the owner to permit an addition to an existing non-conforming multiple family residential building regarding an expansion of an existing window well to an egress window in the RA1426 zoning district on the premises known as 3347 South Wakefield Street within the Fairlington Civic Association. Uh, probably unsurprisingly, staff once again recommends approval of the variance request subject to the conditions listed in the staff report. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Is the applicant with us? Assuming there's no questions for staff. I know. I, oh. I skipped the staff <laughs> question. Sorry. He could walk while I ask staff. I was like, wait, wait, stop. Welcome. Thank you. Sixth Thank you. and final variance for the night. For hearing. I know this is annoying for you as it is for all of the Farrington homeowners. Um, but I do want to take the time to first thank Ms. Ryan and Mr. Blake for their support during the application process. I'd like to thank the board for their time and consideration. Uh, I do serve as president of the Fairlington Commons Council of Co-Owners, so I know what it is to give your time to your community and to your fellow citizens. Um, what I would implore you, uh, Mr. Chairman, is that please remember that right now this is currently our only available avenue to make modifications to our homes. Uh, Fairlington is a big part of affordable housing within Arlington, and we would like to continue to be able to make modifications to those areas. What I do promise you is I am a dog with a bone. I will continue to go after our county board to ultimately get the final language around what this board, what our citizens want to see. Uh, what I would like to use relative time here today is seek counsel from this board on what type of amendment language you all would like to see as I advocate on behalf of our community to the board. As I understand it, uh, there is caveats in place for the RA 1426 zoning district when it comes to two family units, which by looking at many Fairlington homes, you would think is a two family unit. However, given Arlington has classified condominiums as uh, commercial units, they do not fall under this exception. Another thought on the amendment could exclude units built before the initial zoning ordinance went into effect. Um, to date, I have been rebuffed by the county board uh, to follow up in any meaningful way. And so I do seek this board's uh, opinion, should you choose to uh, give it on what type of recommendations you may have for language for an amendment that we in Fairlington should push for. So this board, I don't believe, has that um, knowledge or role to be able to help with that. Um, that being said, um, is, does does staff have any not not lang not recommendations for language, but any expertise that you could point them to? Off the top of my head, I would suggest the planning commission. No, sorry. Staff I tried. I, sorry, I think right. this is part of our frustration. Yeah, start and miss. So you don't know where to go. Tell us where you've been. Uh, we have been to the county board. We have been. Have you been in person? Letters to the zoning amendment coordinator. So we have sent letters. Board. We have been to uh, to open door Mondays and to board meetings. Have you met with board members individually? I have met with. Uh, I'm going to butcher the name. Uh, oh, I don't have it written here. That's um, okay, I don't need to know individually. But and and the response that you've gotten was assured they are interested in hearing how this process goes and would follow up with me and have not done so. And how long ago was that? Uh, July 17th was okay. the date I met with them. All right. Um, it would not be appropriate for us to try to write zoning language for you because. I understand. It, you don't want me to help you. I promise you that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, 
but going to the county board is the correct place to go because staff can only prioritize their workload based on direction. Um, if you maybe have you gone to the county manager, that would be another place if you feel like talking to someone, but it's really county board direction that's going to um, determine the priority this is given. I appreciate that, Ms. Malice. And this, I think this applicant made the perfect point, which is like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? The mm -hmm. county board, the person you went to from the county board expressed interest in hearing how this process went. Yeah. And we're approving these cases, and I'm not saying, I mean, my, I, I don't think we should, but I'm not saying that I'm disappointed with that result. I'm not. Um, you know, so that this board is continually to approve these cases, the county board's not going to think that there's an issue. So I, on my, my behalf, I appreciate you being the dog with the bone, your words, not mine, um, and and continuing your fight, the good fight. Yeah, it's, it, you know, to the extent we are approving these, it helps individuals, it doesn't help the problem because right. there would be a much bigger fire if if no projects were approved. Maybe somewhat of a grassroots effort, and maybe if they hear from a lot of people, individual letters, and they're inundated, maybe they'll start to act. I have absolutely no idea. I'm totally speculating, but you know, right. they got a letter from the associations, but maybe they need to get a bunch of letters from a bunch of people. Or you know, if, if I assume that the county board has um, you know open speaking hours that they're hearing, like many boards in Arlington. And that if six of you sign up to speak at that meeting, all with this similar problem, that might start to get some attention. That's the only, you know. And thank you for taking this up. We appreciate it. Yes, appreciate your time. Thank you. Mr. Kaplan, um, I also can interject with some Please. insights from county staff. Um, so we in zoning division do not devise policy. You know, we just administer, interpret, and enforce the zoning ordinance. Um, the comprehensive planning team is the team that is um, behind zoning ordinance amendments and drafting them. And we in zoning are meeting with the comprehensive planning team tomorrow. Um, this is with um, Nick, Nicholas Rogers, who works in the comprehensive planning team. And he um, has been working with um, Guy Land and the Fairlington Citizens Association, as well as Diana Bentley. And so the issue is known to county staff and it is being addressed by the appropriate parties, um, including a meeting tomorrow morning. Excellent. And my, my assertion was not to send them to you to help mm -hmm. draft, uh, just to be clear. I was not insinuating that that was your expertise. No, and uh, it's not your. No, per personally, I was saying that also for the public record and the general uh, knowledge of the community. Yes, thank you. Motions. Make your motion. Ms. Clark. I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance B-11874-23-VA-1 subject to uh, the conditions listed. Thank you. A second. A motion made by Ms. Clark, seconded by Ms. Arthurs. Any further discussion? Ms. Malice? No. Ms. Freshman? No. Ms. Clark? Aye. Ms. Arthurs? Aye. The motion to grant this variance passes. Oh, I'm sorry, the chair votes no. The motion to uh, grant this variance application passes three to two. Mr. Bowen, I believe we are on our last case. Mr. Kaplan, we are indeed on our last case. Um, I'm ready to call it now if you are. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm ready to call it now if yes. you are. Okay, please. absolutely. Yes, please. The last case on the agenda this evening is case number V-11875-23-UP-1, a use permit request by Park Potomac, LLC, the owner to permit a street setback of 19.7 feet to the wall, 19 feet to the eave, instead of 25 feet to the wall, 21 feet to the eave, as required from North Potomac Street, regarding 
to make a non-conforming existing one-family dwelling on a corner lot in the R6 zoning district in compliance to the zoning ordinance for a subdivision application on the premises known as 2401 North Potomac Street within the Arlington East Falls Church Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request subject to the conditions listed. Um, this next part is going to be very detailed because we have quite a bit of neighborhood outreach. Um, so from a staff's perspective, the neighborhood outreach that has been submitted, or sorry, the supplemental materials that have been submitted, including um, quite a bit of neighborhood outreach is um, an updated letter of support with an address included. That's 2401 Potomac Street. And then we have four emails of opposition from neighboring property owners. Um, this is a letter from Tom Wolf, a letter from Susan Moore, a letter from Georgia and Dudley Reynal, and a letter from Scott Harold. We also have a BZA comment form expressing opposition, and this is from Tom Wolf, who has also uh, sent an email as noted above. And then we also have an email um, from the law office of William B. Lawson regarding a proposed condition language. Um, I will also notice that we have three speakers who have signed up to speak for this case. This includes Tom Wolf, Susan Moore, and Scott Harold. Thank you, Mr. Bowen. Um, I, I see. Um, we're, yeah, we're, I'm going down the list here too to see if. Do you see Mr. Lawson's letter? That's what I was about to ask staff. Um, I see a recognizable person in the uh, gallery, and I was wondering if we have any authorizations for uh, representation or speakers for this item. At the moment, um, if um, Mr. Um, from our perspective, um, Mr. Lawson has been brought into this project very recently, so we do not have a letter for him. Um, but if the applicant is willing to give um, Mr. Lawson you know, permission on the spot, that would be an authorized speaker from our perspective. I will handle that shortly. Um, I suspect the board has questions for staff. I'm not surprised maybe, to hear that. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I mean, I do, but I will wait till the end. Maybe my questions will be answered. I always have questions so I can wait. Please, Miss Mouse. Or I can start it off. Just trying. So, I, I don't know, know exactly where to start because um, there's a number of assertions, and then there's different assertions. But one question I have, I guess, to start it off would be: in here, there's a statement that the use permit goes with the building and not the land. Can you elaborate on that? Because that, if we if we grant setbacks, it's only for the existing building that those setbacks would not carry forward. That is correct. Yes. If I, the building was demolished, and I've specifically run that question by the zoning administrator, and she has um, weighed in that yes, the BZA use permit would only apply to the existing building and not to any future redevelopment on this and land. That's different than a variance, which stays with the land. Generally speaking, yes. You know, we don't have a variance application here, so it's difficult to speak to any specific right. conditions that might exist for a variance on this land. But yes, um, per previous discussion with the county attorney's office, variances do carry with the land. Then in in the various correspondence and by the applicant and neighbors, there seems to be, you know, in one case it's referred to as a by right subdivision. In one case, it's referred to as a preliminary subdivision that requires some further action to become permanent. Is Can you kind of explain those steps? You know, is it by right? 
Yes, the subdivision is by right. Um, in order to be subdivided um, from a zoning, in order to be subdivided to be a buildable lot, the zoning ordinance would require that these newly created lots be 6,000 square feet each and 60 feet wide in front on a street that's at least 30 feet wide. So all of those per, the, all of those requirements are met so the property can't be subdivided by right. Okay, but yet there's this preliminary step and then there's this final step. So what what do you suppose those refer to? So perhaps rewinding a bit would be more fundamental for a broader view. Um, generally speaking, you know, the zoning ordinance in perhaps an ideal world, a single building would be located on a single lot. That's kind of the idea of how, you know, development happens now, but it's not necessarily how it's happened historically. So this is primarily a requirement, actually, I would say, of inspection services division who oversee the building code. Um, they like to see when a property is being subdivided and there's an existing building that will cross a lot line, um, they like to see a restrictive covenant imposed on that. And this is actually enforced by, or this is actually developed in accordance with ISD and um, zoning plan review staff. So not necessarily the BZA team, but they like to see a temporary um, restrictive covenant imposed on the land saying that for the purposes of the life of this building, these lots, even though there's two lots, will be treated as one lot. So effectively binds the two lots as one property um, until such time as that building is demolished. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go ahead. So, wait, Go ahead, so that would make it pretend like it's not what, two it, buildings. That it's, it's not one lot. Yeah, right. that's what. Right. So we just, we're going to subdivide them and then we're going to put a covenant in that says that we're going to treat it as one? So yes, the... <laughs> There is a lot of, yeah, understandably. I was like, wait, really? It was, so can you repeat your question just so I can direct it more address? <laughs> we're going to subdivide the lot. And then we're going to put a covenant in deeds or in the deed of subdivision that says that it's really just one building instead of one lot. Especially for in a circumstance like this where for, and perhaps the applicant can chime in, you know, as to the intended life of this use permit. Um, but when a building is crossing two lots, um, you know, the subdivision is by right and can proceed without the BZA use permit. So if the existing building is demolished, you know, there's no need for the BZA to hear this case. Okay. In this case, the applicant would like to keep a single building that is currently on one lot across two newly created lots. With no intention of tearing that down at some point? I believe long term, um, and the applicant can speak to this, you know, there's really no need to subdivide if you're only going to keep that building as is, you know, it's already on one lot. So long term, I would have to imagine that there's some proposals that will be um, submitted to the county at some point for redevelopment. At this point, there have been no applications submitted for the redevelopment. It is solely to keep this existing building on the lot while the subdivision is undertaken. So uh, go ahead. Can so this covenant benefits the county? Because it says in it hereby covenants to the county. So it, it's. I mean, covenants usually don't run to a jurisdiction. They usually run between parties. So is the, the counties the beneficiary of the covenant? They would be the ones that would enforce it? That just seems like I, I can't even foresee how that would happen. Yeah, and perhaps the applicants and Mr. Lawson can chime in um, further on this. Um, since we do not develop the covenants on the BZA team, I can't fully speak to it. Um, per my understanding with previous discussions about this sort of request, the restrictive covenant is primarily intended to, intended, um, to address concerns from the um, inspection services division, you know, overseeing building and fire safety, things of that sort. Um, they have issues when buildings cross property lines from a fire and life safety perspective. 
it presents complications in the code. I think I fundamentally would have a problem with the inspectors, whoever those people are, that division in Arlington County, somewhat imposing or saying that they like to see this. It eventually runs to the county, but it has nothing to do with them because it runs to the whole county as a whole. Was the board going to get involved to enforce the covenant? Like, that just doesn't. If that's a condition to for this application, I. I think we need to hear from the applicant. I have so yeah, many questions. We, we will. We will definitely hear from the applicant. Is there any other further? So I'm not sure I got my question quite answered because <laughs> you kind of went big picture, which took us on another planet. <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to by right subdivision, preliminary subdivision, and final subdivision. It, it, it sounds like it's not really by right if they need our permission. Let's start there. Because they need to change the setbacks. Can we please hear from Mr. Lawson? We will shortly. Um, um, I, so I just wanted to, um, I have I have two higher level kind of comments that I thought I would make so that the applicant and Mr. Lawson might address. Um, the problem, and, and I have no idea what to do with this, so don't read my feedback as anything that will, you know, explain where I'm, what I'm thinking or doing, but my initial thought was is that number four, would the proposal be in conflict with the purposes of the master plans and land use in zoning related policies of the county. Well, you know, on a very high level, this is in conflict with the zoning policies of the county. The county board in their infinite wisdom has said no building or structure shall be erected, reconstructed, dot, dot, dot. And this applicant is seeking a use permit to get around that exact thing when they're not seeking to do anything with the house, right? So how often is it that we have an applicant come before us for a use permit when they're not doing anything to their house for what's before us. Yes, they might or might not demolish it in the future, but this isn't a structural repair. This isn't adding on a porch. This is just let the house, this is a problem of the applicant's creation. Let's let the house exist. This, there's some fundamental similarities and Ms. Malice, I will get back to your question and answer it. Um, there are some fundamental similarities in terms of the zoning ordinances, or sorry, the zoning ordinance subsections that trigger this type of request. Um, Mr. Lawson has actually been involved in two previous requests. Um, the board might remember that there was a request on North Randolph Street, I believe last September, um, which was similarly involved no construction um, and was a subdivision with a land conveyance to a neighboring property. Um, that one was approved by the BZA. And then previous to that, there was a um, somewhat similar request once again, overseen by Mr. Lawson at 4th Street South. And that was once again a land conveyance where an existing building needed to be brought into compliance in order for that um, land conveyance to occur. Um, it is a provision of Article 3 of the zoning ordinance that stipulates that um, when any changes are being made to a lot area and the lot area is being reduced, um, the existing building needs to be brought into compliance. So other than moving the building, you know, to a conforming position, really the way to do that is through a use permit. Um, and Ms. Malice, the subdivision itself is by right in terms of the um, 
the property fronting um, a street that measures at least 30 feet wide, is the lots are at least 60 feet wide, and 6,000. From our perspective in zoning, that means it's a by right subdivision. Zoning perspective. Yes. Um, Department of Environmental Services also has a hand in subdivisions. They oversee Chapter 23 of the Arlington County Code, so they have a hand in it. And um, so there's coordination going on between, you know, it's bureaucracy, there's coordination going on between multiple parties, and the restrictive covenant is a way to kind of allow a property owner to you know temporarily have a property cross property lines hopefully that is clarifying um but i'm again happy to answer any further questions because uh, my comment request is my comment was, confusion my comment was not so much a question as opposed to like that's what i'm thinking and i'm not sure that that helps my thinking but i am excited to hear from the applicant and or his council um i think uh, i want to point out one more thing and i am going to guess that others on this panel probably have the same concern um, but maybe not. The feedback forms in this case I found confusing, and I'll use the term confusing um, generously. Um, the feedback form has a two checkboxes. I would prefer that the existing home remain as is prior to re recordation of the two approved lots, or I would prefer that the existing home be demolished prior to the recordation of the two approved lots. And if I can get past that number four that we just talked about uh, previously, what would be before this BZA is not whether this house is demolished before or after record recordation. It is whether that house with those setbacks are compatible with the neighborhood. And so I am a little troubled by that form, which again, may or may just be my problem and not con shared concern by other BZA members. So that's all I have. If anyone else wants to chime in, I will call the applicant. I, I'm, I had the same question, but I about why neighbors were being asked to make that determination. So I'll look forward to hearing the answer. Thank you, Ms. Malice. Um, and before I call the applicant, I just want to thank everyone who has stayed to the end here for this, because I don't think we've had any speakers until this case. Unfortunately, it is the last case. So you have our gratitude. Um, this, this, can the speaker join us? Uh, I'm sorry, can the, can the applicant join us? Bear, Mr. Seymour? Is Mr. Seymour here or online? He is. Okay, excellent. Can you please join us real quick? How you doing? Good. Thank you for staying to the end. Um, Thank you. I don't know if you have anything you'd like to say, but um, if not, answer your question. Can you authorize? Can you authorize um, Mr. Lawson yes, to speak I on do. your behalf I as well? I if you raise the podium up, we might be able to hear you. Okay, I I authorize Barnes Lawson to speak. Thank you. Barnes, could you show But I can also answer some of your questions. If raise you the podium. Raise the podium, please. Uh, I mean, I, I suspect we might want some questions before we get into the legalese. Raise the podium. But okay. I don't know. All right, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, um, I can answer a question if you had a question about the buy right or whatever you were referring to. Ms. Well, so it's a buy right subdivision. Agree with staff's analysis. It's a buy right subdivision and it's approved. The only thing remaining was to either knock the house down and demolish it and record the lots because the zoning administrator recommend we seek a use permit to get the relief on the front setback because it's a non-conforming house that was built in 1951. So you, the subdivision is not approved. It's approved. The and only condition. Why are you here? Excuse why are you here? me then why would you be here if it's approved? Okay, you go ahead. But I'm, I'm sorry, before before you do that, can I just ask one, like, are we planning to demolish this house and what's the time frame? 
we don't have an exact time frame of when we're going to demolish the house. This covenant is why are we here? That's, this covenant is a covenant that the Arlington County Board of I mean, Zoning Division has for 20 years that we've had for subdivisions. It's not a new situation. Would you let me? Yeah, you go ahead. <clears throat> um, I'm going to try to make this a little more clear. Hopefully I can do that. Um, when you subdivide property in the Commonwealth, uh, you go through two steps, preliminary subdivision, plat approval, and then you follow it up with a final plat approval. Uh, we have a preliminary plat approval, but it has comments that have to be um, addressed. And for example, I'm just going to read one or two. Uh, the maximum allowable size for the final plat is 18 inches by 24 inches with a border one half inch inside the perimeter of the plat. So you have a number of these. Uh, this particular one has uh, 17. Now the last, the last um, comment is that all existing structures on the site must be removed prior to final plat approval. Now um, the zoning office has also allowed uh, one to get a uh, uh, to get a um, um, authorization by zoning, making a non-conforming building uh, into conformance either by a variance or by a use permit. And so that's what we're trying to do here. We're asking for the use permit to bring this existing home into compliance with zoning so it can remain and we can go ahead and record the final subdivision plat. The um, uh, the next thing is the covenant. There will also be a covenant that will be recorded and it will say we now have two separate lots. You cannot separate the ownership of these two separate lots. They must be owned by one person and that covenant will uh, will exist until such time as the building as this uh, nonconforming house is torn down. You can't have a house. You can't convey separate lots when you have the lot line in the middle of a structure. Um, under the Arlington zoning ordinance, uh, the definition of a lot is pretty much whatever you decide the lot to be. And so we have many examples of lots all over Arlington where you have lot lines that go in between structures. Um, what's going to happen in, in this particular um, case is that there's an existing tenant and it'll take probably a year to get your engineering plans done for new homes, to get the building permits done for new homes. Uh, there's currently a tenant in the house and uh, Barry didn't want to force this individual to have to leave to tear down the house while we wait for a year in order to I, uh, start with the development process. Excuse me, I just asked the applicant if he had plans to tear down the house and what the time frame was and he said no plans no time frame and now you are telling me there are plans i'm sorry i just asked the applicant previously um if there were plans to tear this house down and what the time frame was and now Nothing's you're been filed and now you're telling me that there is a plan to tear down the house and we're you know we're going to get plans and we're a year away yeah you'll you'll get there'll be two new homes uh, built on each of the two lots oh um right, hence so the subdivision Right, but I, I'm just saying. I, I just I specifically asked the applicant that question, and he said no, no plans to tear down, no 
No, it, it'll, it'll eventually be raised. Um, and he may sell one of the lots. He may sell both of the lots. Uh, but but once this is subdivided, then you, you file your engineering plans and you file your for your building permit. And that takes uh, recently, that's been taking approximately Mr. a year. Yeah, so he just wants to keep oh, the house second. there until Ms. that. Could, could I just interrupt you? Mm -hmm. When when you were going through point number one, preliminary plat, and then you said, you know, you're in the second stage and you've gotten like 17 items of comments. I thought one of the comments you mentioned said all existing structures must be removed before approval. Did you say that or did I misinterpret you? Yes, it says all existing structures on this site must be removed prior to final plat approval. Please contact Bruce Woodhams to arrange a site inspection for confirmation of the required removals. However, if you get a covenant um, and you get permission from this body that brings the non-conforming structure into compliance, it can remain. And that's been the practice of the zoning office for years. Ms. Arthurs. I like where you're going. Is because we've done subdivision plots where the buildings didn't have to be removed. Is that because the lot line is going to go right smack in the middle of the existing house? Right. So we are doing all of this because there's a tenant in the house and he wants to start development. And in it, order to start development, he needs to subdivide the property. Right. The, the only thing that is in it, the only question is, do we tear the house down immediately or do we wait? That's the only thing that's before you it all. It tore it down immediately, like we wouldn't yesterday. You wouldn't need to be here, right? Mm -hmm. That's correct. And and like I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again. I just asked the applicant if he had plans to tear this house down, to which the answer was no. I think that I think I'm going to infer what I think. I feel very Miss Malice right now. I think <laughs> that in in a very good way. I think that we're being asked to approve something a lot because they don't want the tenant to vacate and therefore we're doing all of this for superfluous reasons it almost seems let, let me let me ask this what's better for the community to have a hole in the ground for a year or a year and a half or however long it takes well the community the is here there. we can ask them <laughs> I, I imagine they're going to want to speak to that I'm sorry, sir. Please oh. wait. I'm sorry. We'll call. We'll call speakers up. Thank you. What I what I did. I read through all the um, comments that neighbors had made, and um, I have a proposed condition. I'm going to hand this out, and that is the use permit is granted for the one story, identifying this house, and no other structures uh, that are cre uh, are constructed in the future. So it's only for this house. It's not for any other house to be built in the future. Mr. Chairman. One other thing Ms. that Ms. I, Malice. Mr. Chair, that seems unnecessary if what staff said is correct, that the use permit only goes with the building. Right, usually that's in the form of a condition. And um, in this particular instance, it's there is not a condition. Um, so I propose that the use permit would be granted only for the existing house. But staff is saying that it's common knowledge that the use permit is only for the building. Correct, but I was trying to address the concerns of the neighbors. Okay. You, uh, yes. 
one Ms. of Dallas, the- I'll, I'm happy to chime in there if you're if you, the board is willing to. Oh. Yeah, um, you know, we put permission, we put conditions on pretty frequently, such as you know the expiration of one year. That is actually a zoning ordinance requirement. It doesn't necessarily need to be stated so um, in the conditions, but sometimes we put them there to make it very obvious to both the applicants and the community. It belt and suspenders kind of, okay. All right. There, there's uh, something else that we could do um, if the board thinks it would be helpful, and that is to put a uh, another condition that this will expire, um, say, within two years. And that'll give enough time to get plans developed for uh, future homes. And that way you don't have to, you know, is this going to ever get demolished? The answer is, yeah, it will be eventually. But if and we, we allowed him two years, then he could thank you. If we, I'm not really good at waiting. I apologize. We've noticed. If we allowed him two years, then we really wouldn't need to do this because he could just wait for the tenant to leave in a year and then he still had a whole more year for development. So would that just. But he can't record the subdivision plan. Well, he had a whole, he would still have a whole nother year to do it though. Cause the guy would be What's gone. the hurry? Well, he just wants to best best the subdivision and then he has two building lots that he can start processing plans he can't file plans for two houses when it's one lot that's why he wants to subdivide and then we can move forward i i, I kind of understand why the community is a little uneasy because we're getting mixed messages here one from the applicant one from you as far as what what is intended um, and, and actually, you know, the intention, I don't, I have to weigh what, how, how did you weigh an intention, but I think there's some uneasiness about in the community about what's happening because there might be different, different people are saying different things. Well, that's why I suggest perhaps a condition having this terminate in two years time. I mean, how would that help? Great question. How would, who how would that, that help, help the, the community's concerns? Right, other than to delay the but inevitable. The, I don't know if it the addresses angst, the community the, angst. Does it, Mr. Chairman, Ms. Mala, no, Ms. Freshman. <laughs> Again. Sorry. Third time. Ms. Malice was speaking, and so, so I'm trying to filter a lot of what I heard. I, my guess is, looking at the aerial map where the properties across the street. Um, looks like they mirror your sub your proposed subdivision in the sense that properties across the street there's two houses, and presumably after the subdivision there will be two houses. My guess, based on feedback from other applications and other issues, is any two new houses is not going to be well received. But if you have the right to subdivide. That's not what we're voting on. That's not really what we're considering. Is that correct? Right. And what you're saying is that you have a preliminary subdivision, just not debatable or by anybody. Um, but you need a final subdivision before you can begin to develop. To record. And yeah. To, okay. And to do that, the dwelling has to be removed. Or you all approve, or you all grant the use permit. One of the two has to happen. Okay, so you can go ahead. If, 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 it's, if the existing dwelling is legitimized um, and can remain for 
a year or so, um, then you can go ahead with all with the subdivision is still not up for debate, right. but it is codified in a way that allows you to begin your redevelopment plans. Right. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. So I'm trying to understand and we can hear from neighbors. I've read all of the feedback. Um, to me, I would, you know, personally, I feel like maintaining the existing dwelling since it is occupied and presumably in, in a safe, livable condition is preferable to forcing the house to be torn down because you're going to, you've already begun the subdivision process. You're going to redevelop and there are going to be two houses there. So I get, you know, so I, I, I feel as if I can go either way. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with saying like the house, which now is nonconforming apparently should be legitimized for a fixed period of time, perhaps if we decide to, to do that, or since you're allowed to subdivide it, if the only way that you can proceed is to tear it down, I think that's unfortunate, but it sounds to me like that's the only real issue here. It is. I feel like there's a lot of storm. I think there's been misunderstanding. I really am honestly trying to address concerns. So do you dispute anything I've said is my understanding of it? No, I think I, you're accurate. I, I don't see it as being overly complicated. Yeah. Okay. Well, Thank now you. that you've simplified it, it was complicated before. We had a lot of questions. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you were then, very succinct. You were I mean, great at it. I, I live to serve. <laughs> can, can we hear from uh, our speakers? And then we could always call Mr. Lawson back up. You made it sound so easy. Can you put the speaker list up for me? Thank you. Mr. Wolf. <laughs> can, Mr. Wolf, um, can you um, uh, tell us where you live in relation to this house? In part of my remarks. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, good evening, Mr. Chairman, members of the board. My name's Tom Wolf. I'm here to ask that you deny the use permit for 2401 North Potomac Street. I live across Langston Boulevard, one lot west of the property in question. I've lived at my current address for 24 years, and I was not informed about this application. I'm not a land or zoning expert, but I am a taxpaying citizen of Arlington who expects my rights to be respected. The details of the county zoning ordinance and the specific powers of this board are not totally clear to me, but what is very clear to me is that the owner of this property is seeking relief from this board in order to salvage an attempt to profit at the expense of the neighborhood where this property is located. That's why he wants the building to stay up so he can get rent from the uh, Occupants. What's clear to me is that this application has created substantial distress for the future stability of the one single family home per lot character of the neighborhood. Only the owner of this property supports this application. So we have the potential for a legal battle where all of us in the neighborhood will, if necessary, uh, choose to fight for the continued conformity of our neighborhood. 
A title search on this property has revealed a restrictive covenant, which reads, the building line established in the said subdivision shall be 20 feet from the street line and no building shall be erected within that distance of any street. Doesn't a restrictive covenant in order to, it doesn't a restrictive covenant exist in order to prohibit the alteration of setback lines? Again, I ask this board to deny the use permit for 2401 North Potomac. Make no mistake, this application is not a simple minor adjustment. If you approve this, you're simply acting as agents for developers who will create profound economic and material impact on this neighborhood and Arlington County. Is that truly what we want for Arlington County? Thank you. Thank you. Um, Wait, Chair, I'm sorry, sir. Mr. Chair. Before you sit down, there may be questions. Could you your, address, your street address, please? 6246. Six, One lot west, kitty corner to the property in question. I, I see it on the map here. And you mentioned a covenant that, that... We did some title work and found a covenant, yeah. And I don't know if it's in your packet because it came about at the last minute. And I was only made aware of this six days ago. Again, I never received any formal notice. I don't know if anybody in the neighborhood did. It's, it's Arthur's. That's a private covenant that's recorded in deeds and in land records. So while that is is good, it has no impact on zoning or our decisions. It, it could, it would be green grounds for a private legal case if they wish to take action, but Absolutely. not for us. For us. Absolutely. Thank you, Ms. Mellis. Ms. Arthur's, helpful. Are there any other questions of this applicant? Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Can I make a comment really quick? Please, Ms. Uh, that kind of goes to the covenant that I, the question that I was asking earlier about a covenant. Covenants usually run between private parties, and they're enforceable by private parties in private civil <laughs> matters. Um, I'm very confused, and I, I read these documents that are recorded in land records for a living. I have a very boring job, but I, I've never seen covenants that run to a jurisdiction and a county, and I, I just... And I, I would not be comfortable at all making that a condition that the property had to have a covenant that ran to the county. I don't even, I can't even wrap my head around that. Ms. Mellis. Mr. I'm sorry, I had another question for Mr. Wolf. I'm sorry. Um, While he's coming back up, um, Ms. Arthurs, if someone, if so, if we approve this and that covenant goes in, who enforces it? Uh, that's the, my question. Right, is the it county have, going to enforce the it? The only people that could act for the county, I think, would be the board, would be the county board who aren't the ones who are suggesting that this covenant be placed in the first place. Right. It's the in fire inspectors or I right. forget who you said. And I, those don't connect. I just can't. And you probably said that three times and I'm just understanding it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so, sorry. Malice. You mentioned that you were, that, that you were not informed of. I received no notice. All right. Did you get them until you got something in the mail from. I received no notice. I learned of this six days ago when a neighbor uh, rang my doorbell to apprise me of this whole process. That's how I found out. How did they hear about it? Do you I know? don't know. I didn't ask her. Were there not mailings done? I'm looking at the- We did do mailings. I will confirm that um, a letter went out to Mr. Wolf. Um, of course, we cannot guarantee that it was delivered, but we do send them to be- sent, would, uh, would looking at the location of his home, would that have been one of- Yes, generally we send um, mail notifications on upcoming BZA cases to um, all properties that abut and those that are directly across the street. Yeah, he's kind of catty. 
he's not quite across the street. I just wanted to say you confirm that he he was on the list or uh, I will be checking oh. that in the next few minutes. Okay, that's a that's an important point for us is that neighbors get notified. Thank now, you. did you have any other notification? Did the applicant come and visit you or anything like that? No. Okay. And thank you. I have ultimate trust in the U.S. Postal Service, so yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty diligent about uh, checking my mail. Uh, but I, I received no written notice, and to the best of my knowledge, the multitude of neighbors who I've communicated with, mostly through email, I've not been made aware that anybody received written notice. Okay. But I did see a, uh, a notice on the telephone pole at the front of my property. Our plan worked. Thank okay. you. There was Thank a you. certified mail receipt to 6240. It just Jason neighbor. That's probably the one right across the, his neighbor, right? Yeah, next door, 624. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Miss Moore. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, before I start, I would like to thank Mr. Bowen and Miss Ryan for all of the help they've provided for us while we've been trying to understand um, the materials that were submitted. <clears throat> and um, I know they've helped our neighbors, neighbors a great deal as well. <clears throat> Losing my voice. So my husband and I own the property um, that falls fully adjacent, that is fully adjacent to 2401 North Potomac Street from Interstate uh, US 29 on the south to our north lot line, the north lot line. What is your address? Uh, 6223 Langston Boulevard. I'm sorry, can you, Mr. Goldberg, can you bring up the map? We are um, asking the county to deny or delay this request for the following reasons. This property is for a sale as widely advertised across the MLS. And no design or building plans have been submitted to the county by the owners. <clears throat> so far, the owner's actions have shown us that the property was purchased to be resold. They are essentially seeking for a setback relief on a money transaction, not for a building permit. Um, Today, oh, I, I wanted to correct the record, by the way, um, on the four letters submitted by uh, the neighbors. Um, the first letter, one of the letters that I think was attributed to me, actually was a consolidated letter submitted by 20 residents, not one. So I wanted to make sure you all which, realize that. Which letter was that? That was the that was the very first letter that you probably received. Um, Recently, I can, it was. Let me give you the date. Um, actually, it was on September. I think it was on September the fifth that it was actually submitted. I do have it here. It appeared in a couple of places um, in the packet. Um, unfortunately, um, the way it showed up in the packet, um, it was probably a little bit difficult to um, see all of the attach the uh, exhibits properly because they were not marked properly. I did bring um, new copies of that for you all today. I would like to see that. Okay. <clears throat> Let me see. I'm trying to find easier than my oh, finding it what it's right here oh i think here they are okay so um 
I take it back. This was submitted on Wednesday, August the 30th. Okay, I see it. Yeah. It's the, it's the, it says that the residence above, and then that's actually like two pages after. And it was, yeah, and that was, that was kind of my bad. It was, if you look at the, the last page, it's got all the folks listed that we're submitting. Thanks. Thank you. At any rate, um, Today, um, 22 residents surrounding the property are opposed to this variance, um, or excuse me, opposed to this uh, permit use approval request, which is not reflected, as I said, um, in the staff report you received under neighbors' comments. The number of individuals um, opposed to this is a much greater number. Um, we're asking, again, to say no to the request, and, um, you know, we, we're happy to reconvene when the design plans come in, uh, probably from a future owner. Thank you. Can I ask a question? Ms. Arthurs. Did you say that the, no, oh, I think Mr. Wolf actually said this, that the house is listed on MLS right now? No, this, yes, it is. This it's been listed for a while and it's been widely advertised. If you Google. I think it's contingent right now. Right, is according it, to Redfin. Does that, and that means it's under contract. Under contract. So, okay, I'm going to, for you know, my colleagues, um, I asked the applicant if there were any plans to demolish the house. Then Mr. Lawson comes up and says, we're going to demolish the house, and now it's under contract. I feel like we're not being told facts at issue here. But there's a lot of there's a lot of relevant facts that are being left out by omission. So. Or whatever I, that's worth. I'm still working through this. Can it's I, malice. I'd like to just. So the only reason they're here is because they want to retain the current house while they um, make plans to build on two lots. If they tear, and, and somebody stop me if I'm wrong, if they, if they tear down the house tomorrow, that subdivision is going to happen and it's going to be two lots and there's nothing that we can do about it. Those plans will not come to the count. They'll, presuming if the houses are being built by right, those, those plans will not come to us. They will not come to you. Understood. Um, but but the um, we're trying to understand why this request is being made since they're essentially just flipping the property with no changes. They're making the request in order to keep that house in its current location until they're ready to build two new houses on two lots. Again, stop me if I'm wrong. No, I think you're right. I think that it takes a while to develop, to get plans so, made. So if, if, if we deny the request, I mean, number one, they, they can challenge us. They can go to court and get our, try to get our decision reversed. But if, if, or they choose to tear down the house immediately, okay? If they tear down the house immediately, they everything that happens, that happens by right. There's no, 
there's no interaction with anybody unless unless they want to build something that requires them to come back. So I'm not sure how you know your your choices are really do you prefer the house to stay in place for a little while longer or do you want the house to be torn down right away? It looks like to me that it's going to be a by right subdivision and two new houses are going to be built inevitably. But so, but that's not, you know, this, this is about getting um, a use permit approved. And what we're saying is why is there a need for a use permit or any decision to be made and not delayed for the new owners? There will be new owners soon. Well, I don't I have no that's, idea. That's why the covenant comes in because they're the yeah, covenant's yeah. gonna go in the new deed that is going to be recorded as soon as this transaction is consummated and they have to keep the building up. So that's why the covenant is coming into play. So why are they doing this? I mean, does it matter to you who the owners are when they build two new houses? Is that is that an issue before us? Well, she's no, but it's a it's a good question. It's a, no, it, right, it's a, it's a good asking, question. But yeah, you know, she's concerned. She yeah, you know, why don't we wait until there's new owners? But I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to what I'm trying to do is convey to you the inevitability of there being two houses on the slot, regardless of what we do tonight. Right. This this board has no authority to stop a rezoning. Only potentially delay it. No, the, the resubdivision. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Thank you. Resubdivision. It's getting late. All, all we, you know, we if we if we vote no, then they will either go to court and challenge our decision, or they'll tear the house down ASAP. But somebody, and they may sell the land, or they may do it themselves. But somebody's going to build two new houses there. Maybe not, though. Right? A new a new owner might decide. Hey, I like a big lot. Well, then, they right, right, we're, we're, then, then the new owner would then have to go and unsubdivide. I imagine that the recording of the subdivision plot is probably a condition to that contract. Okay. Just from reading So, I, so, so yeah. I, I'm just trying to make sure that you understand. I understand what, what your is question. The, what is the, you know, what, clarity, what is going to happen? Clarity with the current submission, it hasn't been its strong suit. I agree. Completely. And, and so it's not clear to you know, Would we like to have someone who could, you know, work with the neighborhood more clearly? That okay. <laughs> so, you know, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, I don't know that we have any control over that. And given the history with the property right now, you might be better off with the next owner. It who works. knows? But it, I agree with Ms. Malice. I think, unfortunately, it's inevitable that there's going to be two houses on that those two lots. And I don't think that there's much that can be done, which I hate to tell you. I'm, I'm not sure I was raising an objection to that here. So if, if you know, um, Mr. Lawson, could you just nod if I'm on the right track here? I can't see you, but... If if I if I have correctly laid out the alternatives, so to have a community meeting 
this is these are the alternatives that you will be presented. I, and, and I'm completely sympathetic with the fact that there's been confusion about what is going on here, that the applicant has helped, you know, inadvertently or how, what, for whatever reason. But I believe that if you were to have a community meeting and ask for clarification, what I just said is, is the clarification that you would get. Now, I'm, I'm not saying I've decided anything, you know, but I'm just, I, I'm, help, I'm processing along with you, you know, what, what the situation is. And, I, you know, maybe we can hear from the third speaker and maybe there's another point and then we can figure out where we are. Ms. Moore, um, when you were having your interaction with Ms. Malice, you slipped something in there that said you were not objecting to that. What are you objecting to? No, to the the actual um, permit what? itself. I'm sorry. What? The, to the actual um, permit request. To the, the subdivision. On what? To the use permit request. Use use yes. On what basis? Use permit request. On the basis that that this request is not. It's based on um, a, a money transaction. It's not based on a building permit. Um, we're not. We're you know. We're not understanding why it's even being put forward. Thank you. Well, that, thank you. Let's hear. I just clarify that. So you would prefer the building be torn down? I I haven't. I'm not making any statements about preferences. Well, okay. the applicant has indicated that if they if they maintain the building for it needs to get through this use permit process in order to be retained during their study and planning period is my understanding. And so and it can be for a limited amount of time and that allows the dwelling to remain. Occupied. But if this use permit is is denied then they pretty much said that they'll just go ahead, tear it down, evict the person, tear it down in order to complete the subdivision and begin construction by whomever. Because then it becomes two lots and um, each of which is buildable. So it seems to me that's the choice. Miss Malice. We would we I mean, Miss Freshman. Miss Freshman. Oh my goodness. I don't even know who I'm talking to. I was just gonna make a statement. Something's wrong with my brain. <laughs> put it over her head. No, no, I something's wrong with my brain. It's fine. Um I just wanted to make a statement that like the one thing I've learned here is is that like you, you know, I think we are all outlining these two choices as it's gonna be this or that. We don't know what the eventual outcome is. Um, if we, if we, we approve this, the sale might fall, fall through the sale that we were not told about. If we deny this, the sale <laughs> might fall through. Um, and so I, I would just make that point of, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure that it, it, I'm sympathetic with the residents here, given that form of here are your two choices, because those two choices aren't really what's before us. We have to make, uh, you know, a determination of before, um, Arlington standards here. 
you know, um, combat compatibility be one of them. And um, the legal aspect that I, uh, you know, had harped on a point at the very beginning. Um, and I think that we might be getting a little further away from that by trying to delve into tear down, not tear down. Um, we definitely are. I think we have one more speaker. I think it was part to understand how the transaction was going, but I totally agree with you. We, we veered. Until, you know, and until the property is sold, um, you know, I mean, it's, I think we, if, if it's sold, then, you know, I think it's this decision should be delayed, frankly, until the property, you know, there's a determination whether the property's going to sell or not. Miss, uh, Miss Clark. In the uh, owner states that there was a meeting on the 6th that all area residents or neighbors were invited to. Did you attend that? I did not. You did not? Okay. No, ma'am. Why? Because there was so much confusion early on, and there was so much inconsistency with what was being communicated to us. I didn't feel it would, you know, be beneficial at all. Interesting. Good point. One more speaker. Yeah, we have we have one more speaker. Um, thank you, Ms. Moore. Mr. Harold. Thank you, board. Uh, it's, it's been a long night for uh, all of you. It's been even longer uh, to be sitting waiting quietly. So I'm grateful for the chance to address you. Um, if you feel like you're not being given the straight story, we, the owners of this homes in this neighborhood, feel exactly the same way. Uh, what they you earlier chair uh, indicated a view that I am very much uh, of the same opinion with, and that is that it is not a choice between only two things right now. And there is a very good reason that the homeowners in this neighborhood are asking you to deny this request. The developers or, who, are, who purchased this home are trying to flip it and make money, and they're asking you to help them help make it easier for them to sell it, to divide it, and to make it into a property that can be developed into two <laughs> multi-story homes. Uh, we uh, did not receive any kind of a, a invitation to join a meeting to discuss this until the morning that the meeting was being scheduled for 7 p.m. So you just heard my neighbor Susan say that she didn't go to that. None of us went to it because it would be like if you invited us this morning to come this evening, which doesn't show uh, a whole degree of clarity or an intent to actually solicit the neighborhood's opinions. Um, Another issue that I think you heard tonight from many of the people who addressed your board is that uh, they had gone out and solicited the community's opinions. They cared about the perspectives of their neighbors and they were not going to do anything that was going to negatively affect them. Here, you are being asked to clear away a path that will lower the cost and put more money in the pocket of someone who bought this property to flip it and who intends to tear it down at some point or sell it to someone who will then execute the teardown and develop it as two large properties. So I would suggest that you actually have more power in your hands than you might feel like you have. Because if, as you said, if you eliminate this obstacle to their doing this, you will facilitate their plans to do this. However, if you deny their request for this, which has no bearing on the people who live in the house, but will detrimentally affect the neighborhood in terms of the future development of this property, you will certainly be helping to facilitate this. Um, their request is entirely opposed by the neighborhood. Uh, and I live directly across the street, ma'am. I know that you have asked which property do those of us who are addressing you live in. I am in 2401, I'm sorry, 2402 
the home directly across North Potomac from the property. I know the renters. I have been very collegial with them. I have talked with them. I know that when the property owners solicited letters, they went and filled in their own survey and then took the survey to the renters and asked them to fill it out. Well, that in most places would be a conflict of interest because the people who are asking you to write a letter on their behalf have power over you. They are literally your landlords. There has been a very high degree of disingenuousness and of misdirection in this application that has led to a lot of ill will in the community and mistrust in the community. And if it proceeds to a teardown and redevelopment with two multi-story homes that no, that are completely incommensurate with the long-term mature growth of old, old wood and shade, the environment in the neighborhood, and the character of the neighborhood, you will be adding to the emotional, mental, and economic distress that all of the neighbors whom you've heard from tonight feel. And I tell you, there are a number of elderly residents in the community who are not as tech savvy or not able to stay up this late, who indicated that they would have liked to come in, but they're caring for an elderly spouse, or they are worried about trying to get the tech to work. I'm sorry to say this, but you all have a lot of power in your hands tonight to do good. You should not think that you have no ability to deny this, because if you deny it, then they will have to think, rethink their plans. And as the chair noted, they may end up selling it to someone else. They have a contingent offer, which is contingent on them being able to execute this division of the property, which they cannot do unless you grant them this relief. So I would ask you for all of the neighbors, please recognize your power. Please use your power to help prevent Park Potomac LLC from executing this step, which they have taken with a lot of misdirection and which will not be to the benefit of Arlington County or the neighbors and people who live here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ms. Malice, questions for this applicant? Are there any questions before Ms. Mellis? Are there any questions for this applicant? I'm sorry, for this speaker. Okay. Um, Ms. Mellis, before we decide what to do. Could I ask Mr. Lawson to come forward? <laughs> and Mr. Lawson, you hear the distress in the neighborhood. I do. Can you think of something that you could do to ease it? The two things that I, um, and I read all the documents, uh, I think the two things we can do is to um, make sure that um, that this use permit is only for what's currently existing, and apparently the zoning administrator has already determined that. And then the second thing is we'll have it expire. Um, and I think two years gives us enough time to make sure that plans get approved um beyond so, that um so i don't know i i i feel you know you know there's the facts and then there's the situation you know the situation certainly sounds like people feel like they didn't get the facts or that they got different facts um and so they feel aggrieved about that and so i'm sympathetic to that and well, i'd like to find yeah. a way to cure that well i think mr seymour might want to explain his outreach and um, 
you know, I, I mean, frankly, I don't understand the opposition here. Um, I really don't. Um, you're either going to have the House stay there or you're going to have a hole in the ground. I, I don't understand why a hole in the ground is better than letting the House stay up. And I asked, um, I asked Barry, and he said that the tenant would like to stay there as long as he can. So it's not just, you know, the greedy developer. It just doesn't make sense to tear the house down now because of the, the requirements of the zoning ordinance and have it sit there empty for, you know, a long period of time. I know you just stepped into this recently, but do you, are you, do you have knowledge about why the, the form that was circulated asked people to check whether they wanted the house torn down now or later? I did not have anything to do with that. That was, uh, Barry, do you want to explain? Yeah. When we started with the application process, we were discussing the neighborhood outreach with Blake. And we said, how do we proceed and letting the neighbors know about the cross the street, you know, all the neighbors that are properly notified. We sent certified letters. We, had, we didn't have their emails or any other way to contact them, but we sent certified letters and we ran the draft of the letter um, to the notification by Blake to make sure it was okay. Is that correct? Yeah, um, we did take a look at the documents and draft form to, that Mr. Seymour prepared. Because the only thing remaining on this was either demo the house and record or the zoning administrator said that we should seek the use permit to get relief so we can record the two lots. So, and that's so you put that to an, as an option to the neighbors? Yes, we did when we ran it by the staff to see if that was acceptable and because the staff recommended a box to check the survey. That is the sample that they suggested the neighborhood outreach. So would you have abided if if people checked that they wanted the house torn down? Would you have abided by that? Would I have what? Abided by that? Well, I don't think I would be here if I requested, you know, to do that because I could just do that by right. So, so right now, uh, so I so could demo, we could. The person who's living in the house right now wants to retain the house. We're not going to build anything there. We're going to sell the property. I mean, people say it's some kind of money transaction, but hey, this is private property. We buy. I'm an Arlington resident. I have multiple properties in Arlington. I don't see anything wrong. It's not anything. We've owned the property since April of uh, 2022. It's not like we just bought it, you know, two two months ago. So we've rented the property out. So the current tenant, Stephen. Is uh, and his uh, girlfriend or wife are living in the property. Want to stay there? That's all. So we let the we we tried to reach out to the neighbors. We tried to make phone calls. We knocked on doors. We emailed them, and then we we had no other way to let them know. We sent we got the letter with 20 people. We sent letters to every one of them as soon as we got the letter, and we said we'd like to have a meeting and talk to you. And then of course nobody wanted to to engage. And people we talked, uh, my partner Ray knocked on some doors. He lives up the street and he knocked on some doors and people said, well, we're not, we were told not to engage with you, you know, so like not to discuss this with us, you know. What's the term of the lease of the tenant? It was a one year lease and now it's a month to month, month to month. So he just wants to continue to stay, you know, so and, you know, there's nothing. And like when we did this application, the property is not was not under contract. It's not like we're trying to do miscommunication and do all this. You know, we got our contract. It's 
was listed on the on the computer so i don't see anything it's not like we're doing any misdirection it's not like we're trying to confuse anybody if anybody had a question we put, reached out and we said hey discuss it with us but nobody wanted to only one person named jason that lives across the street called me and i discussed it with him he said he was going to send the paperwork back but then he said he somebody reached out to him talked to his wife and and then he i said can you have your wife call me and then they never followed up again I'm on the line if you want yeah. me to actually address that. Yeah. Hold, hold on. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let, let, let's. Yeah. Miss Malice, did you have anything further? So it's your intention to sell the property. That's really not material to yeah. us. Yeah. I mean, the only the only thing that I'm asking for is is a use permit. Most of these use permits that you're that people are requesting are similar non-conforming situations. This house was built in 1951. There's a 20-foot building setback line that's in the covenant. Nobody's violating that. This this house was built in 1951, and you know that that house has been there for 72 years. Thank We're you. We're not. Thank you. You know. Um, does Does anyone else have any further questions for this applicant or any of the speakers? I'm going to uh, close this and put the discussion with the board. Mr. Kaplan, may I interject? Um, several minutes ago, we had a question from our first speaker, Mr. Wolf, as to whether um, his property received a mailed notification from us. Um, as a reminder, mail notifications from zoning division staff are not a legal requirement, but no, there was not a letter sent to him. Uh, I'm sorry, did you I did you say there was or there was not? There was not. Thank you. Um, do, do my colleagues have any comments or thoughts before I give mine? I mean, Ms. Malice. So I, I, in terms of, you know, what's before us, um, I, I, don't see a reason to deny it per se, but I'm very just very concerned about the you know atmosphere in the neighborhood. And if that could be somehow improved, um, I'd be more likely you know more more willing. I would more willingly approve this. But um, that's what I'm mulling over right now. I agree. Arthur. I agree. I don't know that. That somebody coming in and subdividing a lot and building two new houses is ever really going to make the neighborhood happy. Um, I totally agree with you, though. I don't. I, I think. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I don't know that there's a. I don't know that there's a solution that's going to make everybody happy. Miss Arthur's. Miss Malice. Oh my! I I spoke. You were. You look like you're about to talk. So. I was sorry. just. Mad. Okay. <laughs> Miss Freshman, anything else? No, I spoke to it earlier. I think <clears throat> given the choices, I'd rather um, limit extending an affordable piece of property until such time as there's a reason to um, tear it down. But I think given the fact that the subdivision is proceeding, um, the house is going to go eventually. It's occupied. The tenant would like to stay. The people who own the property would like them to stay for the moment while they do their preparations and planning and selling or whatever they're doing. So all things being equal, I, you know, I prefer to retain that the dwelling. But if there isn't support for that, the project's going to go forward. The subdivision's legal. Um, so. 
if they tear it down, that's too bad in my view. It, but it's still just a temporary issue. I have one more comment. Ms. Arthur. Please. I don't, I, I think, I don't love that we're being asked to grant a use permit for kind of back to what you were saying at the beginning, because we're yeah, not actually making changes to the building, which is what we typically do here. Um, and I don't love that we're being asked to do this for investment purposes. Not that that anybody can do that on their property. I understand, but it's, it's, I don't know. There's just something a little not normal and um, we're not, you know, helping our fellow community members change their house and make it livable and, you know, make it more enjoyable. We're just doing this for a different reason. And it just, it rubs me the wrong way, but I don't know that, I don't know that I have any other options, but to support it because I think it's inevitable. Well, it's certainly unusual, but I, got I, right. I, I give you that. It's certainly unusual, right. but it is, it, it's going to, it's going to happen. And so the question is, uh, does the house go sooner or later? So, um, yes. Alice. So, having chewed all of that. And I'm sorry, before you conclude, I have comments too. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I, I'm not making the motion. Oh, okay. No, then no, then no, please continue. Make, sorry, no, continue. I'm just having, having ha had a really thorough, good discussion about what, what the options are and what, you know, what this is all about. I think that we have to fall back on our standards. That's where I was going. And the question is, is blessing the location of the current house is what is what we're doing in this location compatible with the neighborhood? I mean, that that is, I think, what it comes down to. We're so far from that, I forgot about it. <laughs> I was just about, so I, I'm about to go there. Uh, okay. Ms. Clark, did you want to, before I take over, did you want to say anything? No. Okay. I didn't want to leave you out. <laughs> um, okay. So I think um, Ms. Malice is getting at um, where I was just about to go. Um, we heard tonight from three uh, um, speakers who live in close proximity to the neighborhood. Most of what I heard, most but maybe not all of their complaints, I think fall a little outside of this board's purview, right? Um, we, we have a very specific mandate to look at compatibility and three other standards. Fortunately for those applicants, in my view, that they don't have the burden of proof here. In this case, and I'm going to quote the Arlington regulation and the staff report, the applicant must show by a preponderance of the evidence that the criteria, criteria below is met, right? One, would the proposal promote compatibility of the development with the surrounding neighborhood because of the overall footprint size placement are similar to structures on the property surrounding the neighborhood Surrounding the, sub surrounding the subject property and would the proposal help preserve the natural landform, historical features and or significant trees or foliage. If I get to that standard, I would have to say this applicant has not met that burden because one of, among many reasons, but the, I think the primary reason that this board uses for compatibility is neighborhood outreach or comparables. This applicant has not provided this board a single comparable as their burden of proof and for their neighborhood outreach, they didn't ask about compatibility. They didn't ask about anything other than tearing down a house or not tearing down a house. And 
my view is, is that tearing down a house or not tearing down a house is not properly before this board. Our, our view is, has the applicant shown by a preponderance of the evidence that that criteria is met? And then my, you know, the second one, would the proposal adversely affect the health or safety of the person residing in the neighborhood? I'm, I'm not sure that that's entirely applicable here. Um, would the proposal be detrimental to the public welfare? Again, same. But again, number four, I, all, I, I, I spoke at this at the beginning. Would the proposal be in conflict with the purposes of the master plan and land, land use zoning related policies of the county? The county has a clear policy here. And so we are here to get past that. To get to 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 you know approve a use permit to a non-conforming house that has no work being done to it for the sole purpose of ignoring the zoning ordinances of the county. Now the counter argument to that is that they have this process to do that, and in most cases, you know most use permits we're asking for a foot, we're asking for ten feet. I can get there. I'm having trouble on that with those two. So between between the preponderance standard from the applicant, which I don't believe is met, and number four, I'm I'm not sure I'm there. And th those are my thoughts. And anyone else has any motions or other comments? Right. Well, and I don't know how confused everyone is or, or, puzzle, or not confused is not the right word, but not sure what to do. I'm with you. I'll make a motion. Ms. Freshman. I can get it right uh, one last time. Could I just ask one more staff question? Just one more. Ms. Mellis. Front of the house. Which is the front of the house? From the zoning division perspective and how the zoning ordinance defines the front of the lot, um, the front of the lot for, is Langston Boulevard. Um, architecturally, the front of the house is along North Potomac Street, which is technically under the zoning ordinance considered a side lot line. So we're, the, the use permit is for the side lot, side lot line. Correct. And yeah, the existing conditions will be maintained there if the use permit is approved. We have to look to see if we think that side lot line is incompatible. Yes, the street setbacks along on North Potomac Street. Okay. To, to Ms. Malice, to which my view is that that's the job of the applicant to, by preponderance of the evidence, again, with the with the um, feedback form submitted from neighborhood outreach. Did they touch on it in the justification letter? I don't, I don't believe so. Okay. But I would want to go read it again. To My it. brain is spinning, so I, I like it. can't yes. recall. I think the discussion is with the board at this point. I think Ms. Malice was going to make I think the discussion is with the board unless my colleagues would like further clarification. Ms. Mellis, are you ready? Or? Uh, Ms. I think Ms. Freshman's going to make a motion. I know, I, I wasn't sure if you were done speaking. Ms. Freshman, please. Well, I'm missing a page. But, uh -oh. um, you want me to make it? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Ms. Arthurs. Right. Almost there. Give me a sec. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm missing page seven. Uh, all right, I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution approving the use permit V-11875-23-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed. Second. A motion made by Ms. Arthurs and seconded by Ms. Freshman. Yes. Um, is there any further discussion? I've said my yeah. piece. So. 
I'm just looking just at malice. I'm looking at the side setback, and I I can't say that it's incompatible with the neighborhood. Like it right across the street looks like it's even. I mean, if that's that is what we're being asked to to weigh in on. Okay. Any further comments? I will call the roll. Miss Malice. Aye. Miss Freshman. Aye. Miss Clark. Aye. Ms. Arthurs. Aye. Chair votes no. A motion to grant this application passes four to one. Thank you everyone for joining us. Let's see Rusty's. Move approval of the minutes. Yeah, let's do it. July 12, 2023. I second. Motion to move the minutes. Made by Ms. Freshman, seconded by Ms. Arthurs. Are there any further comments? Second. I will call the roll. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Your mic isn't on. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Freshman. Ms. Arthurs. Out of order. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Chair votes aye. Motion to approve the minutes passes five to zero. Um, quick matter for my colleagues, um, as you, you all have read the um, proposed supplemental material policy, which was largely unchanged from our discussion last week. Um, is everyone good if I send that to staff to implement for next month? We largely talked about it, but I, for, I dropped the ball and did not implement. Um, do you need any buy-in from us before you send it to us, or are you sending it to us for we, comment? We, just, <laughs> we discussed huh. that. We discussed last meeting. Okay, so, so it should not be a surprise to me. I might just have forgotten because it was two months ago. Yeah, no, okay. and so if, if you have comments or concerns, I am sending it to you for comments or concerns. Okay. If you have comments or concerns, and I'm sending it to you to implement. Absolutely. Does that make okay, sense? understood. Okay, uh, my intention is not to here you go, do it. If there's a conversation to be had, please feel free. Absolutely. If there's no need to coordinate, we will be in my touch. My memory is, is that we had a back and forth about a couple aspects of it. So I think we're good, but. I might go back and listen to the minutes at the end of the hearing if it was uh, during the public hearing. 